Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 179 for the week of June 4th, 2011. It's our pre-E3 show, and I got a big panel for you today. First off, I've got Roy Burnett from Britain, you know, except he's not English. I'm not in Britain right oh, now. Oh, you're in, in Egypt, Cairo. aren't you? Cairo. Yeah, I'm in Cairo. From, from Egypt, except he's not Egyptian. You know, I have to say, your internet connection sounds better in Cairo than it did when you were in Scotland. This is true. This yeah, but Scot- as we all know, Scotland's, Scotland's internet is, is made of fail. I thought it was made of haggis. That too, yeah. and w- and while it should be mentioned, this is the glory. Uh, while I cannot drink here, due to Muslim country, um, this is still the glory of Five Star Hotel. Ah, yep, yep. Five Star see, Hotel. What are you there fancy. for? You see, Chris, all the internet there, all the all the DSL lines, all the Ethernet cables, everything, yeah. all made out of papyrus. Ah, that's that's the key. It's got that that you know natural, all natural internet that does it. So. And, what are you in Cairo have... for? Archaeologist. Oh. Summertime. Digging. I, I, digging I in the know. dirt for old stuff. <laughs> in a five-star hotel on an archaeologist's budget? I don't think so. I don't. I thought they lived in tents. <laughs> He's digging for croissants. <laughs> Archaeologists don't get money. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought it was like Jurassic Park where you guys live in tents and then, you know, well, that's only on, that's only on <laughs> unpopulated islands. Oh, this I see. Is, this is not an unpopulated So island. basically, if, if there is a five-star hotel right next to that big <laughs> they will Aztec get city, then they will, they will be in the five-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Digging in Belize can be fun for that very reason. Being in a five-star can... hotel next to a tent city? Well, being, on the, being in a five-star hotel right, right next to the ruins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> so your that, hotel that, is on... a pool then, right? Oh yeah, it has a pool. Yeah, well, you need a pool to be five star. That's one of the requirements. So. Are you kidding me, Chris? That's where they do their most advanced research in the pool next to the hot tub. <laughs> right. But but yeah, I, 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 but I don't pay for any of this stuff. The university does that. How does a Scotsman live without Earn Blue and Buckfast? Says Cavalier in the chat room. Uh, I don't know what that means, but okay. It's a Armbro's uh, drink. Okay. You know, I actually don't think When did I become Nate Dog? What's, what's Buckfast, Quinn? I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> you're not a Scotsman. I'm right. like some sort of energy drink that's really badly colored. All right. Uh, I, I assume oh, it's for shadow- Isn't Isn't that the oh. stuff that is like really peculiar orange? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, All right. For shadow 4699. Also Just on the panel. Yeah. What? I'm just to answer Shadow Force six nine nine. Yes, I have to travel there because, as an archaeologist, I'm I'm an Egyptologist, so I run between Egypt and Rome all summer long and into the fall. No, as an archaeologist, I just want to get this out there. As an archaeologist, as an archaeologist, <laughs> you are immortal. Don't get me wrong here. And I am an archaeologist. That is Emmanuel Marino making fun of our archaeologists. Don't he's our only Jesus. one. You shouldn't poke in fun of him in ten eighty p. We subjected him to the Konami press conference, but we'll we'll ask more about that later. Um, Chris, next, Chris, we have Chris, Sarah McGar. You are immortal. Yes. Cheerio. Doing finally saying something unrelated to Kirby. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Anna Marie Newfeld is like also that. here. <laughs> Picture unrelated. Oh. Okay. Yes. Quoting an obscure internet meme and. 
John Yerworth. I'm I'm remain painfully British. Painfully British, and I'm your host Chris Richard here. Thank you for joining us. We like you having here. Are you painfully American? I'm painfully white. Does that help? White it's bread. true. When he goes to the beach, he turns red. It's terrible. It's true. It hey, wait, true. when have you been to the beach with Chris? I wa- oh, well, hmm. No, I'm just joking. I, I heard, heard my Disney stories. There are no beaches in Wisconsin. <laughs> This is you take that from her, Chris? No, it's true. No, though. actually, I was looking. I was said to Chris, I said, we should go swimming when I come and visit you again. And he says, uh, you might want to check on that. So I Google, like, Wisconsin lakes, and I get this litany of, like, don't swim in this stuff works. <laughs> it's like, you've got two lakes in your capital. I'm like, uh, you don't swim in those. <laughs> or they talk. Why would you want to swim in that? Well, crap. They are, they are um, man-made lakes. That people use for boating and um, their stuff, and it's not not. I love that. I like how when you come to LA, I say, "No, no, no, man, you don't want to go down to Compton." And Chris is like, "No, no, no, you want to go swim in that lake." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got we've got Nakoma. We've got a street like that. You don't go down Nakoma Avenue. <laughs> what Madison has the gangs. They have gangs here, so eat. They that. have gangs here too. Yeah. Oh, Utah no. gangs. And, oh, yeah. I still remember the, the year that Tadrath was driving in L.A. and he drove the wrong way and had a one-way road. Oh, Sweet. God. I did that yesterday, actually. <laughs> yeah, but in Madison, it's one thing. In L.A., it's another. Yeah, there were no cars, and I was able to duck into a driveway just, really the cops quickly. Will beat you for that one. <laughs> yeah, no, we had, like, stuff bearing down on us. We were just like, ah! Yeah. I'm, I'm glad there was no cars. I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> it would have been bad. Uh, let's see. What have we got going on today? I got a big show for you today. I've got, uh, we've got a Konami press conference coverage. We've got talking about what we expect to see up at E3. We've got, um, a ton Didn't of we news. That? Well, yeah, we did some of that, but, um, you know, people listen to this show. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop. Couldn't resist. Uh, we've, <laughs> we've got some reader feedback, and we're going to get started now. First off, I want to let you know how to watch the show live. Tune in 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern to rpgamer.com slash live, and you'll be able to see me act like a fool on camera and listen to everybody talk. And eventually, maybe I'll uh, improve this setup to have uh, more advanced audio and video features. But for now, you can join in the fun. we got a chat room there. You can talk to all the other people and uh, see great comments like, best not mess with the Kurds, they'll kill. Who's referring to, to, to the, the Wisconsin gang, the Kurds that he's just missed, just made up in his head? Because <laughs> that'd be a great name for Wisconsin the gang, the Millers and the Kurds. I like it. Looks like so apparently there's a big Kurdistan community in Wisconsin, and they're violent for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't mess with our cheese curds. Nobody dude. screws with their cheese. That's yo. right, yo. <laughs> yeah, but, it makes it sense now. But if you put it in context, Chris, man, he's got a whole district of the city with gangs. You've got a street. <laughs> That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right. First off, let's get some feedback going. Azillus wrote in on the forums and said, "When you suggested that all of you on the podcast play through Persona Three together and talk about it on the podcast from week to week, I'd suggest that if you're going to do a playthrough of a game to discuss on the podcast, that it be a game that won't be a nearly identical experience for everyone. Something that will play out differently depending on the choices you make, such as The Witcher or the original Deus Ex. I think it would make for more interesting discussions. I thought that was a great idea." All right, let's do it with Deus Ex Human Revolution. Um, actually, I was thinking we should do it with something like Bully. 
Mostly because me and Chris already picked up the game this week. Uh, well, that's an open world game. That's not really different playthroughs. That's just like, how much do you want to play? But... And for you the can Witcher, really there, there, there is a fair amount of decision making. No, there isn't. I beat that game a while ago. Oh, no, sorry. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's also not an RPG, so <laughs> there's there's the other. Yeah, issue. <laughs> but I mean, how many RPGs are we going to get that have like actual? Like The Witcher or Deus Ex. The person or just gave Skyrim. us two suggestions. <laughs> or Mass Effect or any game made by Bioware. Back to <laughs> <laughs> All right, Master Chief wrote it. We're going to think about that, Azillus. Thank you for the suggestion. Master Chiefs wrote in and said, overt misogyny is hard to pinpoint. We had a big discussion on misogyny, and we really wanted people to write in with examples of the opposite of misogyny, but we couldn't find any. Um, nobody suggested it in the forums. But... Uh, People went ahead and gave us examples of misogyny, though. It's hard to find someone in RPG that openly detests women. Perhaps Womanizer's Playboys would be more likely. Depending on the player, Geralt from The Witcher can fit this category, and given the cards from the first game, I'm guessing that behavior is encouraged by CD Projekt, and those cards have, like, really scantily clad women and stuff on there. Um, now here's that you a- have the director's cut, they, sk- they skimped the scantily clad part. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they're just not clad at all. Here's a question, though. Why don't you guys ever read forum responses anymore? You don't like us? And I say, I just read a forum response, so I don't know how to answer that question. But okay. Oh, no. You've caused a paradox. (laughs) It's a paradox. We've got to go back. The world is exploding. Marty, it's your kids. All right. Shaman writes in from New Zealand. Um, says, you guys originally caught my attention when... Oh, wait, let's see. This is a quote. Shaman's um, quoting Zoltan. Yeah, he's quoting Zoltan. But, uh, yeah, here we go. So the inspiration from the misogyny question was actually Palam from the After Years. Maybe it's just me, but he really comes across as a misogynist in the PSP localization. If he's not complaining about his own sister giving me lip, then he's stunned that an epot would need to learn black magic. I swear he was this close to telling Param to get into the kitchen. Uh, yes. <clears throat> uh, but he was also quoting legendary Zoltan, who I also wanted to quote here. So you guys really caught my attention when you mentioned something about Monster Hunter Tri Metal Gear Peace Walker being released in HD and PS3. Was that a rumor? Was it actually announced? I've always wanted to play a Monster <laughs> Hunter game. The PSP remasters line was at, announced with Monster Hunter Portable 3rd in Japan, and the recent Kojima comments seemed to lean towards Peace Walker being in, the, in that lineup. Well, I'm here to tell you today, Zoltan, that yes, the Monster Hunter thing was announced, Japan only at this point, and uh, Manny can tell you more news about Peace Walker in, uh, well, like right now. So, Manny... <laughs> It's an ATP. That's right. You got to go to the special Konami press conference, and at the same time, I watched it streamed online. So we got to figure out who had the better experience. I would say that if I didn't – thankfully, I know a lot of local small press here and just fans I see at the blog parties all the time. And if I didn't run into those people, it would have been a disaster of a show because basically we just sort of – we took full advantage That it was not an actual conference. It was a viewing show. Yes. Which but I they didn't think make they did not. Right. They did not make that <laughs> distinction at all until people showed up. Yeah. Like, Thanks for coming to our viewing show. So just so what? people know, there was no actual press conference that was lively presented there. It was videos. It was you all sat down mm-hmm. in the audience and watched a bunch of videos after a quick intro. Oh no, there was no there was no seating that sitting down. Oh, you it didn't was even up. sit? Oh my god. Well I did because I, I was smart enough to go get a seat before it started. It was basically in Sony Picture Studios in this little sort of conference room next to the kitchen. Oh, sweet. That place got hacked. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. All right, go ahead. Oh, makes sense. And so basically, half, I'm, I'm pretty sure like uh, 
at first I was told it was a press conference. That was the impression I was given. Uh-huh. And it turns out when I got there, it's like, no, it's, it's, it's a fan party. And most of the people here are fans, which is like, okay, I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just a little strange to come in expecting one thing and get something completely different. So most and people I, were just standing in a room watching the videos? Yeah, and wow. there was like a few tables on the side that if you were that if you were quick enough, you could have sat down. <laughs> sat down quick. That's terrible. Yeah, for two hours Awkward. standing there. Did you have food while you were watching? Um, they were passing out little hors d'oeuvres. I mean, beforehand there was a Did for you example, just take a whole platter. They were giving out like sushi pizzas, sushi caviar pizzas, uh, little mini burgers, lots of cupcakes, chocolate, open bar. Sweet. So that was the that was the draw for you after the press conference was over. The result. I'm, I'm serious. If I didn't run into those people, it, we just turned into like a six hour drunken party where everyone was just hanging out, getting getting a little buzzed on Konami's free, on free stash. But as for the actual games themselves, um, you are immortal. So uh, walk us through what did we what did we get to learn about? Um, never dead. Where you're immortal. Yeah, and I said, they said they, they said it like twenty times during the video. By the way, you're immortal and never dead. Uh, what else? I'm just gonna go through the stuff we don't care about really quickly. It was a PES, PES, Pro Evolution Soccer, right? Yep. PES 2011, um, Metal Gear Solid 3DS. Hmm. There and then Kojima came on. Okay, it was fun. It was strange to see Mark McDonald come on and do his little spiel with a dubbed over Kojima. That was fun for me because I, I listened to Mark McDonald's podcast and, you know, followed him when he was on One Up and stuff. But I have to imagine <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't even know who he is. <laughs> I know. That'd be kind of weird. I had no idea who he was. But he's in Japan and he's, he, you know, he they work together on some of those games and stuff, so. Oh, okay, that makes so sense. Yep. I just get right to the cut. I mean, right to the, ch- I'll cut right to the chase. No new RPGs, no Suikoden or anything like that. So if that's what you so if that's what you want to hear us talk about, you're going to be very disappointed. But they had a long segment with Kojima. A long talk. segment where you learned not much of anything. Transferring yes. what was supposed to be a short special message from Kojima. Short, yeah, it was a half hour. Um, yeah, but it was oh, funny because okay. everybody except Mark was dubbed in English, message. which had this weird old Japanese movie feel to it. And then if you go and find the Japanese version, everybody's dubbed over by like really popular Japanese voice actors who you'll recognize if you like watch Naruto and stuff. And so they they had like really oh, good voice that actors. That sounds like that sounds goddamn hilarious. It, it was awesome. I swear, Jiraiya's voice actor was the voice of uh, Mark McDonald, and it was it was awesome. But uh, only if you recognize the actors, it's mm-hmm. awesome. So anyway, <clears throat> yeah. So I mean, people were expecting maybe a little hint of Metal Gear Rising, something on uh, Kojima's new project. Instead, what we got was like a what seemed like a forty minute demonstration you of a concept a- you could understand in one minute. Transferring. Which is their that new you can system for moving data yeah. between two games on a PSP and a PS3? And it eventually, seems pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. Well, and they made it sound like, oh, we're going to expand this to other systems. But when you got to the end of his really long explanation on that, um, the other systems are transferring between PS3 and NGP. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's yeah. not as exciting as we thought. Then there was some weird thing about PS2 games coming to PS3 and PSP and moving saves from those. I don't know how that was going to work, but. Um, he did announce the HD collection of Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Metal and Gear. that's going to be Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid 3, and uh, Peace Walker. And uh, Peace Walker in particular is kind of weird because in Japan, you have to pay for it separately than mm-hmm. the collection. And here you have to get pay the whole collection to get Peace Walker on your PS3. 
Which but, is okay, because that'll drop in price quickly. I'm sure you could pick it up for like 40 or $30. I hope so. I hope it doesn't come out at 60 but I don't know. I really, I just want Peace Walker. <laughs> I don't need mm. to play through the other two again. Um, hmm. Anyway, but you'll be able to play it on your PSP and move the save back and forth. That's really cool. And then we yeah. learned about, we, we saw some concept art for Rising, and the guy came on and said it's still going to be really good, and then he went away. And we saw a glimpse at Kojima's new engine. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, his new <laughs> engine, which showed a black guy in Africa running around, and there's a horse in the background, and that was it. Oh, there was a large Doberman, there was a large uh, Marmaduke-type dog. Yeah. It's like basically Great saying, thing. we're making a movie. Yeah. Here's a set. Bye. <laughs> It, it, uh, it wasn't very good. I didn't understand. I would have it. to say the highlight of the show had to be um, the fact that Kojima hired Mega sixty four to do a little promo video. Yes, for transferring. That was actually really funny. You know, the, everyone in the audience, everyone who was sitting with me, we all thought that transferring was a joke on Mega sixty four's part. Like they were just spelling <laughs> or saying it like wrong because they didn't know yeah. transferring. I don't understand. And then Kojima comes out with his little place cards and say, "Step one." Transferring step two profit, <laughs> yeah. And I was just very like, okay, so you're gonna sit here and show me place cards to a concept that seems pretty self-explanatory, okay? Oh, it was a yeah. Oh, but did you notice the fa- my favorite part of transferring is so you you press a button, you transfer your game save from the PSP or the PS3 or vice versa, whichever one you're playing on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, I don't know how that's gonna work on the PSP. I guess it'll be a title update or something. It's kind of weird, but you'll do that, and then, oh, that's right, you control it all on the PS3, so it's on the PS3 that you do the save management, but it locks the save file in the system you're not using, right? So mm-hmm. what if you lose your PSP after you transfer it out, or you lose Sucks your memory you. stick? Are, are you screwed? Yeah. I hope not, because that's kind of <laughs> dumb, because you have your save file right there. How infuriating would it be, like, my save file's right here. Let me use it, please. <laughs> Well, Chris, you don't want to overwrite your save data. Let me take care of that. I have like 10 copies of the save data anyway, so maybe that'll just take care uh, of it. But. Yeah. I don't know. I will say, though, it, w- it was... Well, what did you think watching the whole thing, Chris, Anna? Who are you asking? <laughs> Both of you. Oh, okay. What did you guys think? I thought, um, I thought the Konami stuff was the fun part, and the rest was really boring. It's called a toque. Or the Kojima stuff, rather. And Anna, Actually, Anna you really got to know that people have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's called a toque, and every Canadian listener that we have is chuckling now because they've had this conversation. Okay. Um, I liked everything before Kojima, and about a third of the way through Kojima, I shut it off because I was bored. Mm-hmm. She liked everything except Kojima, which is weird. I was in the front, and there was a camera on me. <laughs> of course, Anna knows the guy who did the uh, Silent Hill stuff, the Tom Hewlett. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hewlett is a buddy of mine. So, so He I was the guy in the though. beanie who Anna insists on calling a toque. That is, how much of an impression, that, that is how much of an impression that show left on me. I completely forgot Silent Hill was even a part of it. Yeah, we got Silent oh, Hill wow. Downpour. We've got Silent Hill HD remakes. We've got Silent Hill some new version. that. Oh. Yeah, the, the title not yet approved by Sony. Yeah, <laughs> for the NGP. Basically, yeah. everything is getting an HD remake on Konami's part. Yeah, there's there's a movie, well, an HD remake, 
And, um, and, downpour and the new one that they're just concepting out. And Kojima basically said this for his studio, and I think it's true for Konami as a whole. It's like, this is a building year for Konami, so we don't have that much new this year. It's all going to be HD <laughs> remakes. Uh, and the HD remakes aren't even done in-house by Konami. They're all farmed out to like the company in Texas and stuff. So. That's Konami for you. But, um, the sushi pizza was pretty good. And but HD Peace Walker for Zoltan, right? HD Peace yeah. Walker for Zoltan. So he could be cool. happy about that. But you know, the funny thing is, though, is um, there was an article earlier in the week that uh, the NGP will up-res games, up-res PSP games, and give you access to the, analog- the second analog stick. In so, one game announced so far. I thought it was going to... We no, no, don't no, know. Is- the story does not say how it's going to be done for other games besides Resistance. Mm. Are you sure? Yeah. I saw a story that said that they were planning to do it for all games that are on the PSN. Well, it can only work for games on the PSN because that's all the NGP is compatible with. Mm-hmm. So it's that could be a tra- mistranslation or something. Yeah, these stories do spread like wildfire and they're pretty inaccurate, aren't they? So I'm hoping they will clarify that at E3 or that I'm just not finding the right story here because the games aren't written with that support. So how is it just going to work? Because from what I've heard, it just emulates it, right? Yeah. And just does See, Resistance some... is special because it already has, like, a special support thing for, like, a weird adapter that could well, use the so face Well, so did uh, Peace Walker, right? That you can use a PS3 controller with it. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's just a Go support thing, isn't it? But, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, that's why I bought a Go, and now I find out I don't need the Go for all the games I can right, I see. NGP back according to joystick NGP backwards compatible with all PSP games on PSN smoothing and dual analog supports included huh yeah you can still use your 3000 Chris for all the stuff that Go can do except the Bluetooth analog stick Bluetooth uh, controller However, the main reason I got the Go is because I still had the PSP 1000 when I got the Go, and, and it was so much smaller and didn't it's weigh It's a much pounds. nicer unit than the okay. 1000, that's for sure. Here we go. As it turns out, all PSP titles will be able to take advantage of the second analog stick as well as other NGP enhancements. All PSP titles that are currently available on PSN can be played on NGP. BP of product development at SEA, Scott Road told a crowd of game journalists, and they take full advantage of the graphic smoothing capabilities of the system, and the controls will be remapped to take advantage of the dual sticks. There has to be a patch or something. That's straight from uh, SEA. All right. Monster Hunter Freedom Unite. No kidding. <laughs> you can only hope. Well, I mean, that means you might not. If I mean, that's the NGP screen's already bigger and it looks really nice. So maybe you don't even need to buy this collection. Chris. Hopefully, the upscale looks nice. Mm. Wait, wait. Oh, I don't need to buy. Oh, because I have Peace Walker on PSN. I just load it on there and I'm good to go. Yeah, pretty much. You get your stick, you get your better controls, you get your better I want, visuals. I actually, I, the whole reason I bought the Go was so I could play Peace Walker on the TV for the most part. Well, not just that, but also Tactics Ogre and other games. And yeah. I kind of want to play these games on my TV. So if I actually get a full HD version that's cheap, I think I'll do that. Cool. Oh, and before we forget, Zone of the Enders, anyone excited? HD remake? Yes, yeah, I'm going to play through the, those. That's the one I want. I haven't played them yet. I've been, I've been putting it off and putting it off. Now i got a good excuse to play it. The only, uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is um, the localization for the second one was a bit crap. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that they either, they either redo it or I'll I have to import it. I doubt they'll redo it. 
It just seems kind of like a quick cash grab, right? I hate to be that kind of cynical, but it, a lot of these, that's what a lot of these HD collections are. Yeah, they just up-res the graphics and don't touch anything else. Kind of. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They add trophies and achievements on both. And you can play on the Xbox 360. Yeah, adding trophies and achievements is uh, something that probably takes all of 30 seconds to program. Uh, ATP. I don't think It's so. a little more involved than yeah. that. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. buying that. Well, I'm thinking that the most complex part of that is probably coming up with the whimsical names of the trophies. Like, hey, that's No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, having used, having actually programmed for PS3, it's, it's actually quite a lot harder than you think it is. <laughs> it requires code. It requires code. Oh, so much code. So is Dungeon Keeper any good? Does anybody know? What, the the old PC game? Yes. Yes, Dungeon Keeper's fantastic. It's Why like, do you ask, Chris? It's six bucks on GOG.com right now, and some of the chat oh. room's going on about it. I'm like, it looks Buy old. Buy it, then. The, 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 it is old. It was, made when, uh, it was made when Bullfrog was still around. Hmm. You know, that's Oh, old. this is Dungeon Keeper for DOS, the low-res version that runs with a software render. Um, this is also not compatible with the Dungeon Deeper Dungeons expansion pack. So there was a later version of Dungeon Keeper? There was an expansion pack, Deeper Dungeons. And probably there, um, a some of the later versions, version, I assume. Yeah, some of the later versions basically had a, um, you know, a Windows compatibility. That adds, like, Direct3D or something. So, so did you, I wonder if that's worth since, checking down. Since Sorry, you're talking about ahead. GOG, yeah. did you see the GOG press conference? No. They had a press conference? Yeah, on the beach in LA on uh, on Thursday. Oh no, on Wednesday. Oh, this was the because they're owned by CD Projekt, so that's the same as the Witcher press conference, right? Yeah, and they announced that they're bringing a whole bunch of uh, new titles to GOG, a bunch of EA titles. Yeah, and that's one of them. What we were just talking about. Yeah, and uh, yeah, EA titles. Yeah, huh. EA hold holds the um, believe holds the rights to Dungeon Keeper since Bullfrog went down the pan years ago. Yeah. So, anyone gonna pick up Ultima or maybe uh, what was it? Uh, free, what was it? Free Runner? Free? Oh, that old PC game. I can't. I forgot the name. <laughs> that old PC game. Yeah, that knows how many. I know. Free something. Free, 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 free. Oh, never mind. Privateer. There you go. That's what it's called. What Privateer, Dungeon Keeper, and oh. Ultima Underworld. Wing Commander, Privateer. Oh, right, right. right. Got cool. it. Cool. Wing, uh, Wing Commander Privateer was the more, like, open-world, <laughs> like, one, whereas all of the others were mission-based. Yes, I'm a very open-world. So, also, The Witcher's coming to console. Oh. Right? Witcher Next, by the end of the year. Witcher 2. That was the other big announcement there. So, we'll, we'll hit that more in the news. And, uh, but right now, we actually have a special segment for you. The listener is Zoltan in the house. Today's word is much harder than that day. You shoot dropped. It's pronounced Uroboros. Uroboros. The Uroboros is a picture of a serpent circling around to eat its own tail. This Greek word goes all the way back to Cleopatra the Seventh. See, Cleo was all about the gold. She loved her blingity bling so much that she became famous for trying to find a way to turn regular boring ass metals like iron into gold using a special substance called the wait for it the philosopher's stone that's right harry potter wasn't the only one who knew about it apparently that was all you needed to turn lead into gold 
She authored a best-selling book all about it. But nobody knows if Cleo actually wrote it herself or just convinced the real alchemist behind it to put her name on in exchange for a grape that she rubbed upon her naked breasts. It must have been a pretty succulent grape because they even changed the title from Get Rich in Five Easy Steps to Cleopatra's Chrysopia. What does all this have to do with the Ouroboros? I don't know. But she used the Ouroboros as the freaking cover art for the book. And now aside from things like reincarnation and the cyclicality of your laundry, the Ouroboros is also associated with alchemy. Now go eat a gyro and squeeze some more Greek out of your RPG playing ass. I thought you said we didn't have wow. one. Wow. <laughs> Late submission. That was beautiful. Thank you, Sultan. That guy. image at the end. You. Oh, dear. That was, Sultan, that, I love you. That was, that was truly special. <laughs> yeah. Why do I feel quality. like I have a, why do I feel like it's like some sort of religious experience every time he, every time he writes in? I don't know. Man, you fantastic. know what? I totally have to go get some grapes. Anna, are you? Tell me. Chris, go pet the kitty. The kitty wants you. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, oh dear. I don't know how to follow that stuff up. So, back to our boring conversation. (laughs) Kitty petting. Moving on. Yeah. I can clarify somewhat of it, though, what he's talking about. Oh, you know this stuff, don't you? Yeah, I'm a part of my Why is it Udoboros? Archaeologist. Why is it Udoboros on the cover of her best selling book? Because the Ouroboros, or if you're a more English-speaking person, the Ouroboros, is, like you said, it's a picture of a snake eating its own tail, or a dragon, depending on which one you look at. It's like one of the oldest symbols of eternity, the Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. So she likes it, the Wheel of Eternity as a theme in the it, book? It, it was, it's an old, very ancient symbol for alchemy. Well, yes, but... The question was, how did it become a symbol for alchemy? Oh, the Ouroboros has been around way, way longer than Cleopatra. Um, let's see. You need to go do some digging outside your hotel, don't you? <laughs> you can get back to us on this, all right? <laughs> I, know it, I, I know it comes from ancient Greece. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> the Greek word and concept comes from ancient Greece. Excellent. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> it, it's way old. It, it, it's just a very ancient symbol for eternity is what it is. All right. Ultimately. And that's more info for your RPG oh, playing. I did forget to mention about the Konami event that there's um we have some pictures of the event on the RP Gamer Facebook page. And Facebook.com RP Gamer. And I there were a few game demos on hand if you guys want to hear about them really quickly. Oh, no. I thought it was just a video thing. Oh, there were a, there was like a four demo stations, four or six demo stations for games that you could try out while like, you were waiting for this. The like what stuff. games? Uh, Burger Time, Burger Time HD. Oh my gosh! Jimmy Dean Sausage Something Something. No, it was Jimmy Swanson's Kart Racer or something. Uh huh. Um, Skullgirls. A manga style game where busty girls fight each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Bull Fighters EX Challenge. Oh boy! And another Burger Time kiosk. <laughs> so they like their burgers. Huh? Is is Burger Time HD like? How do you upscale Burger Time in HD? Did it, they make it I don't all know. I played it for stuff? two seconds and put the controller down. It wasn't that good, huh? And I walked away. Or was it? <laughs> so I can't even tell. Well, well, you can't even tell me if it's faithful to the Burger Time feel. Come on. 
But what is burger time? Oh! Oh! oh. I forgot the best part. He doesn't know what burger time is. That's when we are the little chef running around on the board um, making hamburgers and like the, the sausage and the eggs and stuff are trying to kill you. And you got pepper really you can throw old, their eyes. Is that a really old flesh game? Or? Uh, no, it's a really old arcade game. <laughs> a bit older than flash. I will say the best part of this show, I'm, as we were leaving, I got arrived from some friends and we were leaving and we sort of got lost on the way out of Sony Picture Studios. Was deciding whether or not to sit in the front seat or the back seat? No, we actually, uh, on, a, on our wrong turn, we ran into the Ecto-1 just sitting in the parking lot. Oh, that thing's out again. Nice. Just sitting, just in, the sitting parking in the parking lot. lot. And we're like, oh, is that the Ecto-1? Quick, everyone, out of the car. Let's go take some pictures. <laughs> okay. They just th- drag that thing down there every year now, don't they? It was just outside. It wasn't at E3. It was just in Sony Picture Studios just hanging around. Just yeah, hanging around. Just chilling. Just chilling. They're like sitting there like, well, this game wasn't really good, the Sanctum of Slime, but maybe we can advertise it anyway. Hmm. Oh, well. Pretty much. Hey, Just Doug wrote in with a poem, so uh, let's get on with that. Just Doug says, I wish I'd written that poem about cats, but I didn't, so all I can say is drats. I almost got credit all according to plan when it was the product of another RPG fan. I'm really bad at rhyming. I sure am no poet. I have no lyrical sense, and boy, do I know it. I wouldn't know a touche from a dactyl or an I am. At least I know Agnus is Latin for lamb. I had to write this little bit of poorly crafted verse. My compulsion is to be a smartass is a bit of a curse. I was flattered Chris thought slash wrote of his felines, but personally, I'm more partial to canines. I thought I could be clever, but upon reflection, oh man, I've got nothing on that guy known as the legendary Zoltan. Very nice, Doug. Very nice. Nobody does. When you come up with lines like, eat a gyro and squeeze some more Greek out of that RPG playing ass, um, you can't really hold a candle to that. So, I guess I should call it Yiro. Hey, did he pronounce it right? Did Zoltan pronounce Yiro right? I think he did. Oh well. He better have. He better have. It's Zoltan. Yiro. How did you pronounce I, that, it? I can't um, remember. He, he probably said Yiro, which is close enough. So, Because Greek pronunciation is really hard to do the R's right. So... All right, that is it for our intro segment. It's time for news, and i sorry if I just woke you up in your podcast, but we got the news segment, and uh, much like uh, Weekend Confirmed, my pining for a, uh, for a news jingle has, has, has waned because, really, they just sound awful. So It's news you can use. <laughs> right. Hmm. So what's our first story? Super Megaworm? Dungeon something, something, something? Dungeon something, something, something. <laughs> Sweet. Something, something, How about something. Image Epic? Yes. Showing off Jibuya in oh. 7th Dragon 2020. Oh, that's so. how you say it. I didn't know how to say it, so I just skipped it. What? Shibuya? Yeah, Shibuya. So, 7th <laughs> Dragon 2020, which is like the sci-fi version of 7th Dragon or something like that. It's in future Tokyo, and the dragons have invaded from outer space, which is awesome. That sounds like a great, great thing to have. Um, and Tokyo transforms into a multi-dungeon area. So, they, they're showing off uh, Shibuya's in there, and they just wanted to show off some screenshots with Shibuya. So, you can go see that on our site. And a more story details this characters of seven dragon 2020 our group called the murakuma which are able to move freely within the tokyo dungeons uh players can create their own parties customize their appearance jobs and skills battles are first person and that's about all we know so there is seven dragon 2020 so who's a big fan of final fantasy 5 uh i 
didn't really play it that much, actually. I didn't play no it. No one likes Galof, or Galof, whatever his name is. I probably, I really should, which means I may take advantage of uh, it coming out on PSN, which is what's happening. Sir Edric liked it. Hmm? Sir Edric? Yeah. Yeah. He likes Final Fantasy V. Well, he'll be happy to know that uh, ESRB has listed the Final Fantasy V PlayStation title for uh, release on the PlayStation 3 and PSP platforms. So it'll be a, it'll be a PSP release, obviously, or a PSN release, rather. And that is, of course, part of the Final Fantasy anthology. Final Fantasy V worked well enough. I played through the entire game using it, but it was not as good as a Final Fantasy port from that anthology. So I'm still saying... If you can find Final Fantasy V on another platform besides this, do it. But I don't think it's been released on any other platforms, unfortunately. Not in the U.S., that is. So, kind of sad. I really wish that more than just the Final Fantasy IV remake was good on the PlayStation. So, as far as technical implementation goes. Heroes of Ruin gets announced by Square Enix, which is a new dungeon crawler for the 3DS. going to be developed by N-Space. Four heroes in the party, large number of multiplayer features coming out early 2012, so you're going to have to wait a while for this one. But uh, you'll be able to jump in fully online, drop in co-op, and it supports spot pass. You can trade items, get unique treasures and challenges. Do you guys uh, check this out at all? It looks kind of cool. Dungeon crawler, but you can play with friends. We're getting a lot of those like nowadays. That. It looks pretty. Would it make oh, good. Easy? You guys better like it. You're going to go see it at E3. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They, uh, they, there's a lot of... Uh, it's on 3DS, so is this going to make you guys get a 3DS? No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Okay, so I'll be the only one who can play it by myself, even though it's a multiplayer game. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I'll be honest, the screenshots didn't look very nice, though. No, they look kind of... They kind of look uh, iPhone-y. Yeah. Not, not all that much detail to them. Hmm. Oh, well, you'll be able to tell us in a few days, Chris. Yeah, we'll check it out and see if, uh, if it plays well in motion. So the regular record of Agoras War Zero, I think we had a discussion about his collector's edition pa- package last week. Uh, apparently mm-hmm, Ghostlight, mm-hmm. the company putting it out in Europe, said, oh, you guys really bitched about stuff. So we're going to change things a little. So they've changed the art that's on the 3D lenticular cards that are in the package. And uh, we've got an image up that shows the new artwork they're using. And the, uh, they also put out a date, which is t- July 29th. It'll cost 39.99 euros. Not euros, but euros. Uh, North American version of Record of Agress War Zero will be $49.99 and released June 14th. And it has its own limited edition, which we've talked about like back in March or something. So you go check that out as well on our site. We've got a story with links to both details. Heroes of Might and Magic 6. Who's a big Heroes of Might and Magic fan? No I'm one. I'm a Magic okay. fan. I, I tried to get into Heroes of Might and Magic 5 a lot. I played it for quite a bit. Ultimately, after four of the campaigns out of the five campaigns i just i can't sit through how long it takes i turned that game down to easy just because it was taking so long and it still takes forever like each map is hours and hours and hours and it's just i just want to move on see some story and and be on a new map now because this is boring so you just because if you're not good at the game i I guess i'm a suck at the game or something because i just chase around the enemy heroes like i feel like i'm running around in a circle for forever in heroes of might magic 5 i don't know if it's a problem with the game or a problem with me i assume it's a problem with me but Heroes Might and Magic 6, which is supposed to go back to feeling more like Heroes of Might and Magic 3 and stuff, uh, that's going to be out in beta on June 28th. And if you pre-order Heroes of Might and Magic 6, you'll have access to the beta. The problem, of course, is if you're trying to wait for the beta to see if you like the game to pre-order it, that's not going to work for you. But you can watch the video. We got, a, we got it linked in our news story, and you can check that out. 
and uh, see if you are into Heroes of Might and Magic 6 from Ubisoft. Hooray! <laughs> a lot of people are cheering after seeing the Square Enix lineup, aren't they? Eh, maybe not so much. The Square Enix has put out what they're going to be showing at E3, and then they two hours later they put out an email saying, oh yeah, half the stuff we put in here don't post about, which doesn't work very well because we already had the story up at that point, but... This was yeah, fun. I'm pretty sure someone's going to get fired for that. I, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I doubt they'd get fired. Why would they get fired? They don't have enough people to fire people. Um. Oh, yeah. If you don't forget, if you forget to put an embargo on a major release like that. Uh, this is Square Enix. Their PR files different oversight. rules. That's a horrible oversight. They're not normal there, but all right. Well, and it doesn't really matter because like, none of the things that are in the press release are that overly be, shocking yeah it'd be one thing if they had like an external agency they were using but this is like square enix people so i just don't see it happening um, i don't know i i could see a lot of pr I people wanting to work PR. Square enix. no this is emily she's square enix oh right no you're right my bad yeah i mean if, if it was <gasps> emily, like let us know if you still have a job <laughs> <laughs> uh, when she releases some press releases next week i'm sure you'll know dead island is on the list deus ex human revolution of course dungeon siege 3 Final Fantasy 13-2, which will be playable on the show floor, Heroes Yay! of Ruin, uh, and Wakfu. Heroes of Ruin is the, the 3D action RPG we just talked about a few minutes ago. Wakfu is their MMORPG that's going to be, I think, free to play. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I think it is. And you can play I'm one of 14 I, I think I think Wakfu was, pro- I think was microtransaction. Yeah, so Most. it's probably free to play with microtransactions. I've, I've been playing some of the beta of that. It's, uh, it's got a really cool art style. Um, I don't know I like if the it. game's really well balanced yet or not. You played the beta some? Huh? Well, the, the, Have you the, played the, the beta some noodle? Yeah. No, I was talking about the art style. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's the game that it's the game that it's based on, or the game that it's a kind of like a sequel to. Uh, Dofus is apparently really popular in um, continental Europe. It's uh, like yeah. really big. In, it's like really big in. I think it's France. Well, yeah, that's where it comes from. Yeah, it has a massive user base in France. So they they all wear toques in it. Apparently, I don't know how that works. But. Oh, the French. Uh, any surprises for you guys for the Square Enix lineup of what's not there? They're not talking about Final Fantasy XIV. All right, Noodle, say, say yours again. I said they they didn't say anything about the future Final Fantasy XIV because it's still free to play. Yeah, and I, I can't see them devoting show floor to that right now. They're just gonna they're gonna deal with that in its own, I think. But you're right. Like a lot of talk going around about thirteen two being playable. Yeah, we said that it's gonna be playable. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, my bad. I'm, um, <laughs> I'm just surprised they didn't do anything for Type Zero. Thing is how it comes out in Japan. Like what next month? Yeah, that's a weird one. I think. <laughs> also, nothing from the new Kingdom Hearts or anything like that. It's weird to have no Kingdom Hearts. Um, there's no uh, something about nothing on Versus either. Oh, there are two games here that... Oh, I guess we don't have them in here. I thought we had them in the story. That's weird. We may have taken them out. Did we? Okay. Because we didn't take all of them out. But All right, there are two no, other games that, that we're under embargo on that we can't talk about, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be there or shown or something. Um, but they're not they're not RPGs, so you guys don't really care. Uh, as far as RPGs, though, I don't, nothing on Kingdom Hearts, nothing about uh, Versus 13. That's kind of weird. Uh, the game's going to yeah. come out at some point. <laughs> hmm. Secret of Mana? No, that, that makes sense. 
Uh, I, I think Type Zero is the real surprise that they're not doing anything about. Yeah, Type Zero really should be there. So I don't know what's up with that. Unless it's, they're waiting to TGS. Yeah, they must. Just maybe, or, or but just if it's coming out own. next month, it would come out. TGS would be after that. Yeah, TGS is until August, but September like, usually. Yeah, yeah, TGS is usually mid-September, I think. Yeah. So that'd but, be um, weird. I think if they're going to do maybe a, a Western release announcement, maybe they're just waiting until after the show, maybe. Hmm. Any of you guys get into the Zelda-like game, Darksiders? I beat it. You beat it? You mm-hmm. looking forward to a sequel? Oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's a new sequel coming. Yeah, you get to play as Death. Yes, this time you're Death instead of War, and that's all I really know. Although it, they got the mythology wrong, though. Oh, did they? Yeah, and then this one they're saying Death is the second horseman, when actually in the actual Christian mythology he's supposed to be the fourth. Hmm. And in the actual Christian mythology he's the white, horse, he's the white horseman, not the purple. There's no purple horseman. I'm boycotting this game. That's it. I'm boycotting this game. I'm not going to play it. It's inaccurate. It's silly. I'm, just, I'm, I'm upset. I am upset now. <laughs> purple horses are awesome. It's not the horses. It's the color of the robes. That the you know, when they were wear. originally pimping out Darksiders um, mm-hmm. at E3, they had a big fake uh, horse that you could ride, like War's horse. You could actually get on and, and ride it like a mechanical bull. So we'll make sure mm-hmm. to put you on that noodle if they do that again. Yay! Yeah, because in the actual Christian mythology, it's supposed to be War wears red, uh, Pestilence wears uh, green, Famine wears black, and then death wears white. Well, if you want to get completely accurate, I'm pretty Wait, sure I thought pestilence was supposed to wear yellow. Nope, it's it's uh, red, white, black, and green. Okay. Mm. If we want to get completely accurate, I'm pretty sure that there's uh, no Zelda yeah. puzzles and chests in there, too. <laughs> but there's definitely no purple horseman for those that actually study this type of stuff. Purple's the best color ever. All right, what so else you got for us, Chris? I'm looking for this. The Heavenly Warrior defeats the Beast. I'm, I've, I've got Revelation open. I'm looking for this. Oh <laughs> now that's that's dedication, that is. I don't focus much on the end times stuff because it's Fact-checking so... ruins podcasts. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yeah, Everyone I can't find... See. I can't even find a reference to pestilence in here. I must be spelling it wrong. Just Google oh. it. Go on Wikipedia. That's okay. You know, now that you mention it, Zombie, Undead, Nightmare, and for Red Dead Redemption was very inaccurate. The four horses of the apocalypse, they wouldn't be wandering around Mexico for no reason. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it's horses. It's not even horsemen. You're just... <laughs> I, guess it's I know, exactly. I'm offended. And the unicorn... It only pooped rainbows. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> only pooped rainbows. Only pooped it wasn't even rainbows. a dumble rainbow. It was, it was terrible. It was a single rainbow. And the chupacabra is not the right size. So Darksiders 2... not the right size. Darksiders 2 will be coming out in 2012, just so you know. Yeah, that, ra- that unicorn rainbow ass gun was hilarious. Oh, oh man. Uh, Red Dead. What is that? Red Faction Armageddon. Red Faction. A oh, Red Faction Armageddon. That's what There's a bonus weapon where you can get a unicorn that shoots uh, rainbows out of the That's great. And it, it, it howls. You have to you squeeze. You shoot it by squeezing its two back legs together, and it screams Thank every you. time you shoot it. That's great. It's hilarious. That is just wonderful. Watch a video of it, though. It's hilarious. All right. So Monster Hunter Dynamic Hunting came out on the iPhone this week. 
I actually picked it up and played it. I'll talk about it some when we get to now playing. But just mm-hmm. so you know, it's a trimmed down version of Monster Hunter and uh, only three weapon categories focusing on one-on-one combat. It really just takes you fight to fight with the monsters. And there's a health bar. There's a health bar that's unheard of in Monster Hunter. It's five bucks. Check it out on the iOS app store if you care about that. All right. I have a quick question. Do you have an actual character in this game? Or is it just like... I mean, the, you, yeah, you have a character and you, you buy new armor and stuff for him and, and you mm-hmm. re-hunt monsters to get the pieces just like you do in Monster Hunter. So. All right. Cool. Yep. So, yeah. Which 2? Well, I guess we kind of already talked about this. Which 2 coming out for Xbox 360? Who's going to pick it up on the console? Anyone? Probably. Probably. I don't Maybe, have yeah. it. By the end of the year? So. All right. Well, you need to get a 360. Buy me one. No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Witcher 2 Assassin's Creed King's coming for p- console. Oh, that's it, huh? What about Witcher 3 or something else? And will this one actually go well? Their last console port kind of ended in fire and flames and tears and upset. What was their last console port? They were trying to port The Witcher 1. Oh. And they went through that other studio and there's like lawsuits and stuff didn't go well. Hopefully this will turn out better. I hope so. <laughs> hmm. It'll come on three discs. Hmm. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's wow. Apparently Mist- uh, Sakaguchi's having a Final Fantasy reunion. Hawaii reunion. That's neat. They're having a 25-year reunion. I want to go be a fly on that wall. All right. So Dark Souls... This is the sequel to Demon Souls. This is well, sequel in concept, I guess. Coming out, we have it. We have a release date and stuff. It'll be coming out on October seventh in the U.S. October, oh, excuse, October fourth in the U.S. October seventh in Europe. It'll be if you get a pr- collector's edition, it'll be fifty nine ninety nine, the same price as the standard edition. So once again, it's a pre order, and you get the collector's edition which you get a metal case packed with the standard edition of the game, an art book, a mini strategy guide, behind-the-scenes videos, and a digital download voucher for the game's soundtrack. Who's going to be into this? Who wants to punish themselves? No thanks. No thanks? No thanks? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. No? I don't want to. I don't want to. Oh. I don't want to. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> so that's 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 Dark Souls and no one cares about it. <laughs> we got a ton of Final Fantasy Type 0 info that came out which is uh they are play okay they talk about some of the playable characters and the damage they can do blah 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 blah. So there's a Gilgamesh is in the game who's a was unveiled unveiled at a tournament for Dissidia Duodecim. Um, Gilgamesh is an enormous boss in Elasier, who is, uh, you'll know that from Final Fantasy XIII. He's gained the power of Genbu, his nation's crystal, and he fights, he's a boss, blah, blah, blah. So here's the thing. The active world map system that uh, at times areas on the map will come under attack and the player will have to take part in the defense against enemy forces. When moving normally on the world map, there will be encounter-based fights. Dengeki also went into detail on one type of mission which the player must take back a city seized by enemy forces. This is done by defeating the troops and their commanders. Uh, once the enemy has been routed, the players will be able to shop in that city. So, let's see. The game's kill site system activates when an attack hits an enemy when a red target is displayed. This doesn't explain anything, clearly. So there's stuff that happens. It's a battle system. I'm sorry, I can't explain it any better than that. Somebody, We need somebody to play this. 
except we can't because they won't have it at E three, right? That's too bad. Quinn uh, imported and uh, translated for us. <laughs> no. <laughs> the last time I imported a Final Fantasy game ended very badly. Still what was the last Final one you imported? I still hate Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the biggest revelation they actually revealed in that article, besides the uh, new characters, was um, the fact that um, every now and then, as you're wandering around the world map, uh, they, you'll get uh, these um, random battles that occur that are having your characters taking part in the liberation of some city. Mm-hmm. And you, once you, un, once you liberate the city, then you can, the city is there to shop and all that stuff. Yeah, so some weird stuff it going has on a, in that. Has a but slightly real-time strategy aspect to it. it. Yeah, I mean, is it like tactical? Is it turn-based? I don't even get that. But okay. I don't know, but I really want to try it and see what it is. Yeah, me too. So the weird details on Type Zero. We'll have to see how that works out. We got a new trailer up for War in the North. Um, I really like it. It shows like the big eagle guy that helps out your party, like tearing up enemies and stuff, which I really thought was cool because I'm kind of a Lord of the Rings nerd, and I like to see the big eagles do stuff. Um, and Yay, animals! Yeah, it also shows some of the villains, and that's that's about it. So it's a big trailer. Go check that out. I'm excited about that game. Good to play it at E3. Can't wait. I hope it's actually good. <laughs> Crimson Alliance! Downloadable co-op action RPG. So, man, we just keep getting more and more of these downloadable co-op action RPGs. Every, they're all like... Uh, Lanching onto Diablo's coattails, it feels like. I guess, yeah. People are hungry for a Diablo type game. We want co op stuff. Well, I'm glad to have options. I just wish other people would buy them so I could play them with them. Because uh, no one seems interested in trying any of them, which is weird. Quinn, stop playing Left 4 Dead 2 during the podcast. Yeah, Quinn. Seriously. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We could steam I, both Raptor, pleasure yeah. and pain. Oh, Raptor, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Well, Steam would tell me too. It's kind of weird about it. Uh, Crimson Alliance features other character classes. So this is uh, four player, up to four players playing together in action RPG. Uh, Assassin, Wizard, Mercenary is the three classes, but you can play with four players. So whatever. You get five upgradable special attacks that you can upgrade with various items throughout the game, and. You can chain attacks with each other to create combos, and there's one screenshot which doesn't show you much at all, except it looks kind of like Torchlight. It looks nice from the screenshot, and there's a there's a extended teaser trailer that you can check out and see if this one will be better. Hey, uh, wasn't it wasn't it Roy who said that he watched the trailer for this and it was like the most pointless trailer ever because it displayed absolutely yeah, there's nothing actually no gameplay in it. <laughs> So we don't know if this will be good or bad. Uh, it, Daggerdale was, came out and was kind of bad. Dungeon Hunter Alliance came out and was kind of bad. So this one might join wait, that wait, group. Daggerdale was kind of bad? Yeah. Well, it's probably fun enough if you play with other people. Except mm. the bugs. Well, maybe not. <laughs> so I don't know. More bugs more bugs than a Bethesda game. That more takes bugs. effort. So what has Certain Affinity made before? Does anyone know their no, track record? I'm afraid I do not. All right, so we don't even know if this is a, develop- a game to even get excited for. Yeah, but it's 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 an action RPG, and it'll be out, and it'll be cheap and downloadable, so that's good. So, 
I'm willing to try Although, them. One of them's got to be good, right? Well, all, all of these downloadable games just show us that we really need Diablo 3. And Torchlight 2. <laughs> okay, Serenafini's first original game was Age of Booty. The downloadable real-time strategy game. Remember, anyone remember that? No? Yeah, I've heard of Age I, of I, Booty. I, that was actually I've a popular game. Uh, they did uh, Call of Duty World of War multiplayer maps. They helped Valve port uh, Left 4 Dead to the Xbox 360. Um, and they've done more maps. They're a map. They're they're basically like merc- they're basically mercenaries. It's good though. People really liked Age of Booty, so this this could this could be a good sign. All right. So. And if you like the Call of Duty World of War map packs, yeah, I'm sure that'll be heavily influenced in here, right? <laughs> well, then, it, you know, it, it, it's hard to say though about it though, because as Quinn so rightfully pointed out, we know nothing about it. Yeah. Oh, We've Anna, go try and get that code. What am I trying to get a code for? In the chat room. You should read the chat room more. There's a Cecil costume code. Yeah. Quick, go turn on your PS3, turn on PSN, go into the ring code section, and type that in. No, you can do it on your PSP directly. I already packed my PSP. Besides, that character is one of 26 plus 10. I don't feel like trying that many variations. <laughs> oh, Anna would have the DLC already, though. Okay, I wonder how that works. All right, so Microsoft put out a weird graph. They showed off, so this is cool. Get this up. So they showed off that uh, they are extending the life cycle tail of their console better than any other mi- manufacturer because of uh, Connect, apparently. So they're showing that going into year six, Microsoft connects on an upward trend. Everyone else is in a downward trend. And and they've they've actually got this posted cross generationally. So they got the Wii on there in its life cycle, comparing the N sixty four life cycle, PS one, PS two, Xbox, GameCube, PS three, and Xbox three sixty. And so you can see that the Wii spiked really high really quickly and then really starts to taper off into year five. Um and the Xbox three sixty is uh doing its thing and so forth. Was the Xbox three sixty surprise? Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just surprised that the Nintendo 64 was still on there. Uh, these are normalized, so it doesn't matter that the N64 is not being sold anymore for this chart. This is over the life cycle of the N64 when it came out. All those are at their various release dates, not the same time. Well, yeah, I know. So the N64 should be on there <laughs> if you're comparing to the N64. Uh, the... The interesting thing is they, they aren't doing that much better than the N64 did, in my opinion. A couple million units, but uh, what what are we going to do in year seven? So do you guys think this means anything? Is Xbox 360 going to like keep going forward, or is it going to tail off now that people are done with Kinect? Uh, I think Chris, after this press conference, this year's press conference, you won't be done with Kinect as a core gamer. At least that's what they're shooting for, right? Yeah, I suppose. Well, I'd, I'd say it's probably going to start to taper off until maybe they announce their, what their next hardware thing's going to be. Because Kinect was really a little more than a gimmick, really. If you think about it, what do people honestly play for it besides just dance? Well, that's I think that's everyone's talking. That's the big focus of this E3. They're going to give you a reason to play this thing more than just just dance. And we'll see after Monday if they succeed. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for it. 
But, you know, it's also okay if they just continue to sell to the casual market. Mm-hmm. It may not be for us, but they'll still be doing pretty well. But I think uh, one thing they're going to need to do is to uh, kind of uh, do something that uh, – they're going to have to upgrade the system's power at some point because the release of The Witcher is a really good example of just showing just how weak the the – the graphics of the 360 are getting nowadays. Oh, what do you mean by that? It's falling further and further behind the PC. Like if if you have a, like if you have a top line PC and you play The Witcher 2, it looks so much better than anything that's on the 360. Yeah, but then a lot of that is art design too, and a lot of people who don't play it on the highest settings are still having an enjoyable experience, and it still looks nice. But not as nice. Yeah, but I don't think that's the thing. I don't think the general public cares enough. That it doesn't look as amazing as possible. I mean, look at the Wii. For a long time, good enough was enough. Yeah, but the Wii was released in 2006 when most people didn't have HD TVs at the time because they were still really expensive. Hmm. Yep. That was still good a, enough for a long time. Now you can get a 42-inch. You can get a 42-inch 1080p for. If you get it on, get a good sale. Yeah, you but, get it for four. But it's still not USD. such a gigantic jump that people are clamoring. Like that. I mean, I, I we can't just think about our our time about us here. You know, the kind of people who do a video game podcast to work for a video game site and go to E3. I mean, we have to think about Heart everyone else. <laughs> like we're like I think we're a very narrow audience, and we do care about the most bleeding cutting edge, and we want everything to look as amazing as possible. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of what the 360 does is good enough just right now. And why not just take a little break and see what see what Nintendo does, see what Sony does, and adapt to that? There's no rush. I mean, they still have a few they, more if, years. If, if, if they're just adapting to the market, then. If they're trying to adapt to the market by doing more gimmicky things like uh, Connect, then then they're not. But you know, Connect was not perfect. a failure. Uh, is it? Is it not a failure? No. So they sold millions. They sold millions of units. Yeah. Are they going to sell millions of games? That's that's how you tell if a peripheral is a success, right? Not if you sold the peripheral, if you sold games that use a really peripheral. Really, because they still make money off the, prolifer- the peripheral. How much? You think they're not making any money off Connect? Uh, enough to justify it? I don't think so. I think that's why they were worried at first, like, oh, no, if we, if we let people mod this thing, it's going to be bad. We're not making enough money off this thing to just by selling it on its own. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 no. We need to get people to adopt these things. Yeah, that's right. Let's turn around. Let's reverse our policy. We need people to adopt these things. Let's go ahead and let them mod it. And, and now what are they going to gain off the, the Connect itself? I, I, they I, they I better have, like, one hell of a major price drop on the technology itself if they're just going to hope to sell it because people mod the thing on PC or whatever. Where are the games? I, the developers don't even seem interested in this thing. I think you're jumping to conclusions. There's, we'll find out in like three days, straight up. Well, I, I, I can officially say, like, take um, out outside of dancing and sports games, and potentially like the, your your mini game, like we we sports types games. I I just don't really see much potential for it as a gaming peripheral. And as far as like the the um, that whole thing that they were trying to tout for the casual market of like being able to surf Xbox Live by just wa- waving your hand in front of the screen, it doesn't it doesn't work for that because you have to stand up to do it, which kind of defeats the point. 
I've, they've patched the kind of stuff. You can sit APIs down now, and... or at least you you have the capability of programming the game to allow you sitting down. But so there's there's your there's your there's our thing. We're gonna see next week whether or not Connect has has the steam to keep this console going, or if the Wii Two is gonna steal it, or if uh, P- Sony has a surprise. In store yeah, I mean, quite us. honestly, after the press conference, if we walk out of there and say there's not a single game that any that any one of us cares about for Connect, or it looks like. We don't need a game that we will care about for Connect. We need a game that casuals will care about. Oh, I was about to say, or a for. game that might appeal to them. Yeah. If we come out of that saying, like, okay, this is going to hit big. This is the next Dan Central. Or this is going to hit big with this market. Oh, they're going to love this Star Wars game. All those families who bought that are going to enjoy this. Hey, whatever happened to that move game that had you with the magic wand doing stuff? <laughs> yeah, whatever did happen to that game? I saw that at the at the press conference last year. I know. Year. I'm asking you. What, uh, the, uh, what I'm the sorcery game? Yeah. Did that ever That's come exactly out? Exactly. I want to know. No, it, it hasn't come out to my knowledge. Hmm. That was actually one thing I, that was making me consider purchasing a move. I actually it, wanted or, to try it, that. Because that one actually looked moderately good. Hmm. I don't think there's been any news about it. Crashed and burned, I, said Master Chief. Haven't heard one word once since E3. Jeez. That's too bad. All right, something more exciting to me. Every year I look forward to seeing what is going to be on the side of the Figaro Hotel because there's a, the Figaro Hotel has three flat um, surfaces on the side of it that have no windows or anything, so people always put a big ad that spans all three uh, three surfaces, um, and they're broken up into three. Oh, this year it's an it's, ad? Oh, yeah. I just want to give you some perspective. The Figaro Hotel, is uh, it faces the uh, sort of Nokia the Nokia Center, which is right next to the LA Convention Center. So yeah. it's this huge prime opportunity for advertising that anyone who's walking in front of the Conve- LA Convention Center will see. Yeah, it's gigantic. It's awesome. This year, the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is what's crazy. Oh, the too bad we're not staying there. Yeah, we stayed there one year, a couple years ago. And, uh... Yeah, when Final Fantasy XIII was up on the side of the that hotel. Was cool. That is nice because it's the closest hotel to E3. But it's not that nice of a hotel for what you no. pay, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But the con- the con- the location kind of makes up for it in a lot of ways. But if you get tired of the rooms, kind of like not being all that great, you just like, no, I want to go home. But anyway, so great, great ad surface, and it's Skyrim this year. But the other thing we learned about E3 by people who are already down there is what's going to be on the lanyard of the badges people are wearing. This is great, right? Yes. <laughs> so on the lanyard, which is provided by Nintendo this year, as it seems to usually be, this year it's going to be the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword and Zelda 25th Anniversary. Ooh. So what Ooh, is Zelda exactly. 25th Anniversary? Hmm. Every single Zelda game will be remade and sold in the 3DS or the next-gen Wii. Or it could just be a whole new game to celebrate the anniversary. We don't know. I doubt it. You know. <laughs> Another new game. No, yeah. I think HD it's going to be some re-releases. Hmm. Wait, what if they did do that? An HD re-release of Wind Waker on their new console that's finally HD. That'd be cool. But Wind HD Waker, re-release of Wind Waker doesn't Princess? need HD. Wind Waker is the more art art style one yeah. you don't need to but imagine that. the art style in hd ocarina of time in hd would be more interesting we're or getting it on Twilight the 3ds i know that's the problem HD. We're, we're doing um the up reses of a uh, phantom hourglass and uh what was it oh no thanks. what's the real world uh, spirit tracks for the 3ds Let's just forget about those <sighs> I mean, spirit tracks wasn't that bad i know it's just 
We don't Actually, need yeah, to, we don't need to waste effort room. on those. We haven't seen a re-release of Minish Cap yet, and that was a pretty cool little the game. Capcom-developed game? Yeah, it's funny, though, because I think if it hadn't been a Zelda game, I would have never played it. Yeah. Because the concept was kind of ambivalent. It's like, well, I'll play it because it's a Zelda game. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see worth, Nintendo but... throwing out any of the three Capcom-developed Zeldas on their own. That just seems weird. The, the Minish Cap one was actually pretty good. Well, I heard that the one of the Ages ones was good, too. Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons? Yeah, one of I heard they were both good. You just got the, yeah, which one you want more, dungeons or puzzles? Fighting or puzzles? Well, I heard one was choice. better because of that. And the, 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 both of those were pretty good. Okay. Too many Zelda games. Can't play them all. Oh, you will. Gotta when you play get the HD re-releases oh. with new Playcon Troises. Uh, no. If, if uh, the Wii 2 or whatever they end up calling it and it does introduce some type of trophy support, what do you guys think they're going to call it? Uh, um, are they going to be mushrooms or coins? I bet. Trophy means Cup, cupcakes. Cupcakes. <laughs> Wait, oh, what are these? The, the Starway Road? Is that what the rumored internet service is called? Like this? The Star Road? Yeah. Or the Rainbow Road? I could be like stars, like stars. It's like a gold Shaman. star is like a platinum or something, like a blue star, or a red you star. You got a star. Shine. We'll call them shines. <laughs> Every time it comes up, you just shiny. get. Shine, shine. get. <laughs> shiny, get. Gotta get the sh- yeah, got to get the shinies. Always got to get the shinies. They're called shines in Mario. They're not called shinies. Um, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the rewards will be called shells. Shells? Yeah. Blue shells, green shells, green shell. red shells, blue shells. Yeah, We're doing, the, like doing the doing uh, the Koopa Trooper shells. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Well, you we know, all I really seem to hope. agree that it's probably going to be a Mario reference. I really do, really do hope that this next console enters like sort of this generation of what we expect from social gaming on a console. Easy, friends. yeah, Nintendo. Don't hold your breath. Oh come on! At this point, if they can't catch up to what people have been doing for the past six years. Nintendo here is online function. They stick their fingers in the ears and go, la, 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 la. The 3DS finally does have an easy friend list. And you know when your friends pop up and what they're playing. Easy. With a 12-digit number. Easy. For Nintendo, that's easy. I know. (laughs) I know. Xbox 360. No, sorry. Mass Effect 3 on Xbox 360 may support the Kinect. Oh, and not only support Kinect, there's... Talk of it being better with Connect. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, 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 that I is highly, crazy. That's terrible because doubt, now how am I going to get my save over? Well, I highly doubt that it would for two reasons. <laughs> Master One, Chief says well, confirm not purchasing Mass Effect Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for for two reasons. One, the fact that Bioware is a very traditional role playing game company, and in, in terms of how it designs the role playing games. And two, I don't think they're that big of a sellout to do that. Well, except that uh, lately they have been quite big sellouts. See, Dragon Age 2, for example. Dragon Age 2 was pretty good. No, nah, Dragon I, Age I, 2, oh, come on. They they recycled and reused so much of their own textures to the point. I mean, that game was a wash, rinse, repeat affair. Yeah, I... I and Mass Effect 2 I'll, basically I'll, being a shooter with a little bit of RPG thrown in. I, I I will concede you the the environmental recycling, but I actually enjoyed it. Well, the overall. games are still good so far, but I'm worried about the direction. 
I, it seems well, they've like been saying, and they've been saying in interviews, stream. "Oh, you know, we want the we want the Call of Duty demographic." It's like, well, no, why? I don't want Call of Duty Mass Effect. I That's want Mass Effect Three. Speaking of which, that reminds me, did um did anyone read uh the IGN preview by Arthur Geese on Mass Effect Three? No, I don't no. read Arthur Geese's stuff or IGN Oh, don't stuff. be a snob. I don't he's like him. Guy. He's an idiot. <laughs> he is not an idiot. He's very articulate. And he knows what he's talking about. No, he's a game nerd who doesn't know how to say anything that. Oh no, whatever. All what right, say? all right. What did he you say? You hate him. You hate him. But Tell me. I will say this though: his preview did give a very interesting perspective of what Mass Effect Three has become combat-wise. And it is, it is, it is a, it is from what he's saying. What he's saying is that it's a solid third-person action. Ga- I mean, uh, shooter game. Like there's melee attacks now, up close combat. You're moving from cover point to cover point. It doesn't. It takes it one step further from what Mass Effect 2 is and refines it and makes it into not like a, not like an RPG with shooting, an actual shooting mechanic, a real shooting game surrounded by an RPG. Great. Oh, it, but from what I said, it actually plays really well. <laughs> you all laugh, but why can't? Why couldn't it play well? No, I was laughing at something Shaman said in the full chat room. Oh. It said, uh, BioWare's dead, long live BioWare, yay. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I know we all think when we think Connect, we think flailing around like an idiot, right? But it does have a camera on there. It does have um, voice recognition. I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, when uh, Shepard pulls out his Omni tool, you can just put your arm out in front of you, or you can raise a hand to throw a grenade, or so just talk to the characters back. It could be something as simple as that. And what part of that doesn't sound gimmicky to you? I'm pretty sure it'll be optional. If you want to use it, you can. I, I don't think it'll take away from the game. Just yeah, by just, just by being there. Gimmick. Yeah, but just by being there, it won't make the game worse. I just want Bioware to not sell out to Microsoft. Oh, well, come on. Can't, what, is this like a principle thing? <laughs> this is principle. Well, they're not oh. selling out to Microsoft necessarily. You don't know why they've got it on there. But here's the story. So there was why, some box art on bought... the... Well, let me say what the... Tell people what's going on. So on the EA store... On the EA store, there's some box art for Mass Effect 3. And on it had a little purple band that said, This game is better with Kinect sensor. Which is something that only found on games that support Kinect. So shortly after this was found, the box art was pulled. So it sounds like there might be an announcement coming up at the Microsoft press conference that Mass Effect 3 has Connect on it. All right, that's the oh, story. I, 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 I just saw something that we don't have in our news that I think would probably be interesting or for one to know on the EA front. Uh-huh. Is that, um, it was a news story just released this morning that EA is going to be launching its own uh, a revamped EA store next to Steam. Oh, wait, it actually came out yesterday or the day before. Well, but, yeah, oh, that was the thing called Origin. Wait, wait did we already move Mass Effect? No, they're doing Origin, their their own version of Steam, basically. But um, the, the big news behind that concerning EA is that the Old Republic will only be downloadable. That's that. right. Only way you're going to get the Old Republic. Uh, also mentioned exclusive DLC only available through it. I, I just, my, my personal view on it, it's probably still going to be horrifically overpriced. What do you mean? Yeah, the stuff on the EA store just always seems so overpriced. You can oh, yeah, they their, never drop prices. They never. They don't have pri- sales, is what you mean. That's not the well, no, overpriced. It's not that they don't have sales. They never drop prices either. Yep. Yeah. How old they still is charge how full old price for a game that's five or six years old? Yeah, they will charge. Ah. They will charge like sixty dollars for now, a game. Here's the secret about the EA store: 
If you buy an EA game on Steam, you get a, a, a code, a CD key, that you can go and redeem on the EA store and have access to it via the EA store. So they might be a workaround. I don't know how Origin's going to no. work, but there might be a workaround I, where you could get access to some of that stuff as long as you buy the game and have the code. Also, um, yeah, I think Master Chief is right. In some, I, I, I don't know if they still do that. Do they still do that? Where if you buy a game on the EA store, you can only download it for like six months or that something. That I didn't know. Unless I know they you used to do it. I don't, I don't think they do it you, anymore. Unless you pay like an additional two pounds on top of the price or something. That's like how Digital River does it. I don't know that that's how EA does it. I yeah, know there I, was I, think I, I seem to remember something like that on their site. Was that you? There's a, they actually placed a limitation on how long you could actually download your purchase for unless you paid slightly more. Hmm. Which kind of sucks. Yeah, I didn't see that. But uh, then again, like I, I said, I've just registered my Steam codes on there and I haven't waited six months to see if it's still available. Well, I, only, I only had to wait in for it because I wanted to. I wanted to get a couple of. I wanted to get the um, some DLC for Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. The, the, this was before um, Bioware brought it sort of under their own DLC system. Yeah, the, the, that's the one thing. I, for those that are fans of Bioware games, I don't think you have to worry about EA trying to do like the exclusive DLC through um, through Origin because. Uh, <clears throat> Bioware seems to like to handle their own DLC through their website. Uh, stream's dead, guys. Yeah. How about now? Move. <laughs> Can anyone hear us? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but don't, yeah, don't worry about the Steam. But what, what were you saying? Oh, is that um, Bioware likes to handle, at least for the PC at any rate, they like to handle all of their DLC through Bioware.com. Mm-hmm. So you you buy it from the Bioware store, it's the same place you would if you want to buy, like, Bioware memorabilia or whatnot. I think I think <laughs> the only real problem is, though, is um, Bioware pretty much is a subdivision of EA now. I mean, I've heard that in order to get a job in Bioware, you have to go through um, EA's human resources department. You know, the Bioware don't... You know, they EA handles hiring for staff now, kind of. Well, thing. I would imagine. I would imagine so. Bioware is owned by EA. Yeah, they're they're a large part of it. But um, as far as like DLC is concerned, they handle they handle that in house at Bioware for the for the PC. And then of course, the, if you're on console, then you just handle it through either live or PSN, depending on where you're at. Well, I just upgraded my EA store to Origin, and I'm trying to get it to run. It doesn't seem to even work, so. Oh, I found that article, if you guys want to hear a link, a quick little paragraph. Yeah. About it. Okay, so um, a host of seemingly small additions have changed the way Mass Effect 3 plays. Basic character movement is more responsive for starters, more animated. Guiding Shepard around is less of a struggle than it than has ever been. Aiming also felt snappier, and guns have more of a punch. And uh, about the melee, the awkward melee mo- uh, shoves and slaps of the, pe- of the past Mass Effects are gone. Formidable melee punches and attacks specific to each class have taken their place. The, shoulder- the soldier shepherd I used delivered some solid fast punches that knocked enemies back without causing me to double over like I shattered every bone in my hand. But the real new addition to close quarters combat is the instant melee kill. Hold down B or circle button and Shepard will wind back to deliver a killing blow unique to his class. In this case, a tech blade, a tech blade in his soldier's wrist armor, and everyone has like those kind of new melee moves to make the combat a little bit more dynamic. And they encourage you to move from cover point to cover point. So the, the action—it's a, a lot more action-based than sort of pop yourself behind a wall and 
take pot shots at someone until they're all dead. This is so sad. On the right Why side of sad? my on the right side of oh. my origin st- store, it says, "Gaming is better with friends. Find friends." I try to find friends, <laughs> and I connect to my Xbox Live, and it's like, sorry, none of your friends are using the Origin Store. I'm trying to connect to PlayStation Network, and I'm sure it's going to tell me the same. Oh, they're basically telling you're a bad person. Aww. You don't have any friends. It's very sad. Oh, and they've, okay. asked, they've also added actual grenades to Mass Effect 3. Oh. They have physics and bounce around. So it's, there's, they've, you know, the core mechanic of fighting is just, it's better and feels like more modern day third-person action game. Of course, that does... I mean, just by saying that doesn't mean that any of the RPG elements are gone. It's just sort of they've improved what you spend most of your time doing, which is shooting people in the head. Mm-hmm. Should I fill more time? <laughs> no, I'm just... Uh, no. Looking for friends? It's not letting me sign into my PlayStation Network account. Oh, Chris, uh, w- while you're talking about that, there's a something that was just announced for Pokemon over the eShop mm-hmm. when it launches for the 3DS. What's that? that uh, uh, for anyone that cares, um, there's a free um, Pokemon app, the Pokedex app, that will launch with the eShop when it launches on June 6th. That um, for any Pokemon you have in your Pokedex for black and white, if you plug the game in, you'll be able to see that Pokemon in a 3D model. And according to the article, it will allow you to do things like um, take uh, background pictures and do different things like that. So you have to catch it first before you can look at it. Yeah, it looks like it has to be in your Pokedex on the... Oh, that kind of sucks. I just thought it'd be like a nice little resource tool that you can just look through at any time and see the 3D models. All right, guys. So the oldest content I have on here is Pinnacle Station for Mass Effect. I purchased it Thursday, January 21st. So I actually bought Pinnacle Station. I did. I was stupid. So in three weeks' time, I'll be able to tell you whether or not the six-month rule still exists. So well, well, that, That's not bad. That, although that, that, that is five bucks of your life. You'll, five tell dollars, me you'll never about get it. Tell me about it. Which was basically like a, what was it, a challenge, like high score challenge? It's leaderboard things, yeah. You can get story and stuff, but only if you like do well in those things, and I can't do well in those things at all. I I absolutely sucked at it when I tried it. (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny, because if I had a 3DS, I don't actually want to play Pokemon. Well, I don't know, I guess I would play a 3DS Pokemon, that's what I'm really waiting for. But I kind of just want the Pokedex and look around through it and see the models. And guys, seriously, the the six month thing has to be changed if they're going to actually compete with Steam. So I don't I don't see that being an issue. But. Well, this is, according to this, you can oh. zoom in, spin oh. around the monsters, and take three D pictures with included backgrounds, a Here's... sunset, a cloudy day, or a Pokeball stage. And two more things on this origin thing: Dragon Age Two is currently on sale for thirty nine forty eight, and Crisis Two is currently on sale for thirty nine ninety nine, and Dark Spore is also on sale for fifteen bucks off. So nah, so much for not having sales. It's still kind of expensive though. Forty bucks for Crisis Two? Is that not normal? No way. What's the for what's the other one you said? The first game, Dragon Age Two for forty, basically. Uh, I guess that brings it up to Amazon levels on a on an average day. Yeah, on an average day. <laughs> yeah, not on a just sale saying. day. That's just normal Amazon price now. All right, fair enough. Well, fair for enough. the console version, or uh, no, for just that's Amazon just sells everything at forty bucks. Alice Madness Returns. What is that? Go Amazon. 
Oh, Did they make Amazon a new American McGee's Alice? Amazon is forty dollars too. Did they make a new American McGee's Alice? Yeah, they're about to come out with it. Uh, it looks like it's out. Or is this a pre-order? Release date June fourteenth, twenty eleven. Oh, that's a pre-order. They do a bad job of saying what's a pre-order on this thing. All right, this is stupid. I'm done with it. All right, you Steam. <laughs> yes. Mass Effect three. Connect possibly Sony Pictures. This is great. <laughs> Sony Pictures. You mean the place I was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the place you were. No, this is their online server. They got right. they got hacked by LulzSec. So this is LulzSec. Unlike Anonymous, LulzSec actually does stuff for no good reason whatsoever, except that they feel like it, and they don't mind telling you about it and trolling you about it. So <laughs> this is great. So they they've got a nice ASCII art page, and they logged. Well, it's not great, but they they logged in. They did this, and they are. They've hacked Sony Pictures and got like millions of accounts, and they trolled the databases and they put like stuff up on uh, on BitTorrent and stuff to prove that they did it and how terrible the security is over there and all this stuff. And like, see, we've hacked like all these music and and Sony Pictures movie studio sites and accounts, and they've got your passwords. They were not even encrypted; they were just storing them. And apparently, the most popular password on there was Seinfeld, which doesn't make any sense, but it's really weird. And and. Uh, ultimately, though, you know, they're, they're talking about, see, how can you guys keep trusting Sony? Look at how much they care about your security. The problem is it's a big company, you idiots. And what's going on in Sony Pictures and their database servers actually has nothing to do with going on on Sony's PlayStation Network it's servers. It's true. It's true. All the different divisions are incompetent on their own. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Just because one does it right or wrong doesn't mean the other ones did it right or wrong. And um, what does Sony Pictures do exactly? They make um, movies? Oh, I can tell you what they did. They're making a new Charlie's Angels TV show, Ooh. but this time they're multicultural because there's a Latina, a sassy Latina, and nice. a well-educated black girl with a fro. They, they also like, have oh, a very impressive. ugly website, which is very basic looking. <laughs> it, it's a terrible show. It's terrible, terrible. Sony, t- Sony Sony Pictures Hanks. in theaters June 24th is Bad Teacher. In theaters July 8th is Zookeeper. And in theaters July 22nd is Friends with Benefits. They all are look like terrible hobbies. <laughs> so yeah, apparently, that's what they do. <laughs> and do um, does any of these uh, had the these they, accounts have they also like, do the new Spider Man attached attached to them or anything like that? Because if not, why bother hacking? Like, like if the data is insecure, who yeah, cares? I have you, no you, idea. You can get actually. you can get someone's address by googling them for crying out loud. Do you think they hacked the people who <laughs> actually work there? And they got their well, they said they got admin accounts too, so they could do pretty yeah. much whatever they wanted to with all this stuff. But so, being still, like, and think like, unless there's a credit card information or social security attached to it, what's it matter? Like, thinking, well, only, well, to open an account in your name for like, or get a credit card in your name, don't they just need your name and your birth date? You have to be able to prove maybe, who you are nowadays. Maybe a zip code. I I know for I know for my bank, for example, if you if you want to try and open a a, a card in your name, you have to be able to. You have to be able to submit your driver's license, your birth certificate, and various other things like that. Shaman says he has a Sony Pictures message board account that probably was part of the leak. So, have to fix that. All right. So, if you uh, if Sony Pictures getting hacked didn't scare you off, and you want to get back on the PlayStation Network, now's the time because you can log in and get your free games. So the two free games you get to choose from for PS3 and the two free games you get to choose for PSP, they're all up. They're live. You can start downloading them, Um, except the store's experiencing really heavy traffic and seems to be having troubles dealing with it all. But other than that, it's live. 
Yeah, you could pick two from a selection of four. Uh, the yeah. PS3 games are Dead Nation, Infamous, Little Big Planet, and Super Stardust HD. Oh, wait, oh, and Wipeout HD plus its expansion pack Fury. And then on the PSP, we have Little Big Planet, Mod Nation Racers, Pursuit Force, and Killzone Liberation. I was going to say, buy, um, buy Wipeout. It's really good. Yeah, I got Dead Nation, and uh, I already I already bought Wipeout, but the expansion by itself cost $10, and I already had the other two games, so I figured I'll just get the, uh, I'll get the bundle so I can get the Fury expansion. And Chris, you're always talking about how you want to play co-op with people. Everyone in the world now has Dead Nation, a four-player co-op zombie killing game. Come join us on PSN. Yay, zombies! On Dead Nation, yeah. I'll be picking yeah. up. I will be picking up Dead Nation and Infamous because that's, I those are the only two I don't own for PS3. For PSP, I don't know what I'm going to get though. I got a uh, Little Big Planet and Killzone Liberation. Hmm, I might get Mod Nation Racers. I heard it's kind of crappy. Oh really? No, I mean the PSP version is a little uh, not as. It's just not as easy to use. You know, I have Little Big Planet 1 on the PS3. I never play it. And if I was Mm going to get into a Big Planet now, I would get Little Big Planet 2, not the one on the PSP. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, Well, you don't have to actually make levels on it. They have 35-plus already made levels that you can run through. Yeah, they aren't that fun. All right. I don't enjoy it that long. I don't know. Um, Pursuit Force, I always heard was good, but it's a launch game, so you should probably be able to find it for like $5. Yeah. (laughs) Or not launch game, but not long after launch. Killzone, is that any good? Yeah, it's a pretty good thir- it's, um, overhead action game. It's going sort of squad-based. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. It got some well, good reviews. According to this thing, uh, Mod Nation got 7.4 on IGN. <laughs> Take that for what you will. <laughs> what did, uh, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, and, of course, I will be getting my 60-day extension for my PlayStation Plus. So that's good, too. All right. So let's all get Dead Nation and we can all play online together? Yeah. Shoot people? Be fun. Yep. All right. Project Cafe I... Rumors. We can, break, we can drink some coffee while playing Dead Nation and think about Project Cafe, where Nikkei, which is a newspaper in Japan, has uh, put out that, hey, you know that Project Cafe thing? Uh, the, the, uh, the rumors about the controller are true, and it will have a six-inch touchscreen on it. And it'll have tablet-like functionality. The device can also be used like a portable game system and will run on a rechargeable battery. So Nintendo's going to have two portable game systems out at the same time. You guys think Nikkei is right? Well, well, the Nikkei is basically like the Wall Street Journal of Japan. So they often don't publish anything unless they have some pretty good solid sources. Hmm. They were right about the 3DS announcement, and they sort of forced Nintendo's hand to announce the 3DS early. They were right about uh, NGP stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think if the Nikkei says something like this, you better listen. It may not be all true, or like they may not get it all right, but they, if, they, if they're saying this, they have a pretty good source somewhere. Do you think it'll oh, be... Mem- Go ahead. Do you think it will be a included part of the system or an optional accessory for the new system? Well, remember the other code name that people were throwing around for the system was the stream? Oh, yeah. So it could just be that when they say portable system, it could just mean... You stream whatever games you have on your console back to your controller when you're out and about. Neat. Because I just wonder if they're going to put – what if they put in – like what if this thing is as powerful as an iPad? They put like a real – some real processing power in there. Why do you need a 3DS? Because it's 3D. Pfft, who cares? No, I'm just saying if, if if they actually make like a real compelling console that can just stand on its own all the time, it makes you wonder why would you buy a 3DS when you could just buy it like for – I'm guessing like for like – because the 3DS is pretty expensive, right? 250 
for a little bit more, you get a home console and a portable system. I'm mm-hmm. more interested in this Project Cafe thing than I was in these 3DS. Yeah. I do like the idea, though. I just like the idea. It could be just simply a streaming device that you stream content from your from your uh, your home box to your console. It could have – I don't know if – I mean there's some big questions. Will it have onboard storage? If so, how much? Because Nintendo traditionally doesn't like to put a lot of onboard storage into their into their systems, right? So if it doesn't have onboard storage, does it mean there's like a slot in there? Do you have to download everything? If there's not enough room to download anything, then you have to stream everything. Will it have a brain of its own? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I bet it's going to be a streaming device. Anybody else? Opinions? Thoughts? Hmm. I'm just waiting Nobody. until we see it. Yep, and that's uh, I can't wait till Tuesday morning. Yeah, I need more information first. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, I don't think it'll I'll be playable it. on the show floor though. Unfortunately, but that'd be really nice if it was. I, from my understanding, is Nintendo said the press will get their hands on with it. But you mentioned Chris that they usually what, what do they have like a party for that or something? Like, when they say the press, they mean a very small selection of the press, and they will either do like a nighttime event or um, a luncheon event that only a few of them are. Are, are allowed into and stuff. So and and by the press they mean the big name press, yeah. not us. That's why I said a small selection. So I, I doubt it. There's a chance that it will just be people with appointments, but um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, oh, 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 where's my thing? So Vita. Does that sound like a good name to you for a product? Yeah, Vita Vita Vegemin. Vita Vita Vegemin. That's right. I was actually I would actually hope they would just rather leave it as NGP. Yeah, apparently that's going to be the new name for the P- for the NGP. That's the other leak this week. Is it'll be called the Vita, which is like what? <laughs> Honestly, if there's one thing I learned, names don't matter. Hmm. Who cares? Because the Wii succeeded after all that. The Wii succeeded. The Connect succeeded. The move. Anna, Mike. <laughs> there you go. Stupid Wii console. Who's gonna buy it? Consistent with a dumb name like oh, we that. We knew people would buy it. We just thought it was stupid. And oh you know no, it no, still no, no! I was still working at EB back when that that was announced, uh-huh. and it came in. It was like the Wii. Who the hell's gonna buy that? That's stupid. And like half the people that came in and said that came on launch day and bought one. <laughs> bought one. <laughs> Names don't matter. Well, for those that don't know, uh, Vita means life in Latin, but it still makes no sense as a console named the PlayStation Life, I guess is what they're going Yeah, for. a new life for the, PS, for the PSP, for PlayStation's, uh, Sony's portable efforts. A new personally, life, I, a new lease on life. Although, personally, I, th- I, th- I think next generation portable still sounds better. It's a little vague, but you can, I don't know, they just want to... What's trying to say uh, the next generation of portable systems? It's a little vague, the Nintendo DS... Yeah, developers. They still screen. haven't said what it means. It developers, but we haven't actually told anybody. No, see, no. They said be. specifically that it didn't mean dual screens it, at one point. Did. <laughs> so, did they? they didn't really say what it means. Say what it is going to be. That was their point with it. It's like it means whatever you want it to mean. It's like yeah, it means at the same many time, things. It's still Nintendo at the front of it. Yeah, Nintendo that's the important part. Yes. Yeah. I want to play Nintendo, and that's all you need. Nintendo. Nintendo. And so what do they do next time? Sony's next next generation portable? Yeah, Super next generation portable? Serial commercials always in my head. <laughs> you, you know, did they ever say what game, what the SP meant in Game Boy Advance SP either? Special? SP? Uh, oh. Special. It's special. 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 
Super duper? <laughs> Super pooper? Anna, are you leaving us? All right, I guess so. See you, Anna. So <laughs> my my take is here, and I have so much that I need to do today. So Okay. Bye, everybody, and I'll see Bye, two of you tomorrow. Bye, or, Anna. Am I going to see Manny tomorrow? Yeah, I might, sure. I'll yeah. see two and a half of you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> see you, Anna. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to our final segment. What have we been playing? Do we have picks or voids for this week? Manny, can you get us going? No, I can't because I need to pee really badly. I need to go take a... Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks for taking a stream and telling us about your project cafe. (laughs) Noodle, how about you tell us what you've been playing? Or what you... If you pick it or avoid it or indifferent about it. I've been playing um, Bleach, the third Phantom on the DS. Uh-huh. I would pick it. Because uh, it is extremely addicting. And if you're a fan of the Bleach anime, then you'll really, really love this game. Because <laughs> it's like having an, your own arc, but going at your own pace. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of RPG, because, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some battles that you, can, that you know what's going to happen. Because if you've seen the anime, then you know how the battle's going to go. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, if I can just survive these turns, I know this is this person's going to show up, and I know these people are going to show up later. Ah, okay. So, 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 yeah. Who do you play? Do you play Zichigo? Um, you actually play as your own Soul Reaper. Oh. Yeah, you can pick your, you can pick male or female, you can name yourself, and then throughout the game, you... Raise your, you have stat points and you can put those in different categories. And then you can, and then eventually you can name your Zanpakuto when you can, when you release it, you can name your Zanpakuto. You can choose its power type. And so that's really cool. And then. Does, have does, your, does, does it let you choose what the effect is of, of releasing it? No, you, you, you can, you only choose between, you, know, you can only. Well, as of where I am right now, you can only choose um, the power type. So you can choose between power, speed, or what's the third one? The I don't know. Tech. Technique something. or something? Yeah. Finesse. Yeah. My And then, well, leading up to that point, it shows you what your character's, you know, power type is leading up to that when you put stats into your character. So leading up to that, I was a power type, so I picked the power type Zanpakuto. Because that would go best with what my character was already set as. But um You also get to you also get to control throughout the game, you also get to get to, to, to eh, get to control all the other Soul Reapers as you meet them. So in battles you get to control like all the other Soul Reapers that are with you, along with yourself. Hmm. But it's it's actually really, really super addicting because you have different chapters and each one has its own story. So pick it up and play it if you haven't yet. I have Bleach Dark Souls on the DS, which is a fighting game developed by Treasure. And it's like good, but I'm not good at it because it's a fighting game. 
I suck at those. Is you should this... get Third Phantom. I should, but I was just... I was on Amazon, and that's what reminded me that I bought the other one. But this game goes new for 80 bucks on Amazon and used for 40 bucks. Dark Souls. Which? Or Dark Souls, yeah. Or, sorry, got... the Third Phantom. The Third Phantom goes for, like, 80 bucks. I got it at GameStop used for, like, $13. Well, that's the trick then. Find it at GameStop. <laughs> it was like twelve ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, so I'll have to go check. Just, yeah, just find it at GameStop used and pick it up. Hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah, buying this and yeah. My character's name is Noodles, so it's really funny because <laughs> whenever like hits you guy like talks to you, he's like, "So Noodles," and that's so funny <laughs> sounding from him. And then you get the, and then your character calls him little, and he yells at you. Ah, uh, of course. And then the captain of Squad Eight also hits on you if you play the female Soul Reaper. Ooh. Because that's what he does. That's and then she kinda... gets really pissed off at him. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he does. I know. Yeah. Uh, Cavaliers asking, do you have to play twenty hours of filler to put to uh, before you can progress the story? <laughs> <laughs> Only every other year, Cavalier. Only every other year. <laughs> Technically, there is filler in this game, if you want to call it that. But it's called free time. <laughs> wow. It's, yeah, well, the thing is is that you, you play Cone, and you have these different event screens on the bottom screen, right? Uh-huh. And you have so much AP to get to the goal line, but there's, like, traps and stuff in the way. So each event has a certain amount of AP, which allows you to move you move you along the the track. So you have, but there's like little treasures along the way, like stat, status boosts and items. So if you play the events right, you can get all the items and the status boosts, which you can boost your HP. If you you know, it's all random, but the you have to go through all the little storylines or little fillers to get those items like talking to Kago or you're just talking to people filling in parts of the story so cool but it doesn't take yeah. it's not like an actual filler arc where it takes forever alright John do you want to give us what you've been playing uh, yeah, I will if I remember to unmute myself. Um, I've I've spent quite a bit of time uh, this week playing uh, League of Legends, and again. apparently, uh, and apparently, um, Left 4 Dead too. Actually, I was just trying something out there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was actually just because uh, there's a way to activate the uh, you know the um, periodic mutation stuff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's possible to um, run. Uh, a custom game with uh, console commands to just, you know, throw random mutations around. It's kind of fun. I was just trying it out for the lols, mostly. For the but lols, yes. eh? All right. Yeah, but uh, League of Legends, um, they've released a new character this week um, called Oriana, the Clockwork Girl. Uh, so I picked her up a couple of days ago. Um, she Unfortunately, she's very tricky to use uh, because she has a kind of... Um, uh, she has a, a ball... And all of her abilities are kind of centered around moving this ball around and um, protecting your allies with it and attacking people with it. And it make, means that she's quite a 
uh, difficult character to kind of score kills with and stuff. So, um, other than that, I still haven't decided which character I enjoy playing with the most. I sort of still tend to kind of randomly flick between um, champions. So, I'll end up playing um, Vayne for a while, the Night Hunter that was released a couple of weeks ago, uh, then switching back to Master Yi, who's been in the game for God knows how long. Mm. Um, and then uh, trying out Oriana, see if I can get better with her, and then failing at it. I found out I have a special Penny Arcade costume for Jax. Oh, you have the... Um, yeah, Cardboard Toot uh, Samurai. Yeah. And I also have one for um, the big roly-poly armadillo guy. Oh, Ramus. Yeah. He, where he what looks skin do you have like, for him? He looks kind of like Bowser. Oh, the Bowser skin. That's that's actually, like, really rare or something. Yeah, do you I actually think... just... You, do you have that unlocked on your account? Yeah. Damn you. I have that unlocked from my account. I got, I'm sure I got the codes at, like, PAX or something. So. Yeah, you probably did. Oh, well, you definitely did for, uh, for Jax, because that one's specifically a pack skin i know they also previously did a um a pack skin for twisted fate ah okay as he has a uh hang on, i'll just check uh twisted fate yeah packs twist packs twisted fate that replaces his uh um the usual stuff on his costume with um joypad symbols oh neat i don't know that i have his uh his that character unlocked so um, Even if I have Twisted, that skill, I mean. Twisted Fate, oddly enough, was I, I think it was the first character I actually ever unlocked in uh, League of Legends. Oh, neat. I've unlocked quite a lot because I, I bought. I play on the US servers, and I um, I, I imported a um, a box copy, so I have access to the um, like the ori- you know some of the original champions, uh, and then I've been you know buying. I've been using my uh, points, both bought and otherwise, to by other characters as well. So, um, any other stuff I've been doing this week is uh, I finally got my playthrough of uh, Persona 3 Portable underway. Sweet. Um, I I fail at socializing with people, and I've just got to that point uh, shortly after you rescue Fuka. Is that a name, Fuka? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I also experienced my first bullcrap Persona 3 death. Yay! It's, uh, it's so a the general passage. the general rule the general rule I've established from that one is is if Yukari is off fighting something by herself, don't go and help her. Not when you've got not when you've got Jack Frost as your equipped persona and everything's using fire. <laughs> you will die. Yeah. You will die so much. I think Robo's going. I think Noodle's, Noodle's going, going Robo. Robo. Yep. Oh. And um, I also I finished the um, second final stage in. Um, uh, SD Gundam G Generation World. Um, the stage itself, you can only deploy one of your usual two squads, and eight of the enemies that appear in it basically just copy what you throw out at them, which can make the stage quite difficult to complete. Ah. Um, so yeah, you basically have to mirror match your own forces, but it's random. Um, each copy has a random chance of of, of um, taking the form of one of your nine units. So it is actually entirely possible if you're l- unlucky or lucky that all eight copies will adopt the form of one of your units. So you could be fighting an entire squad of Destiny Gundams, which is okay. But you could also be fighting an entire squad of, like, you know, something a lot more overpowered. Ah. So, 
Um, but uh, un- and clearing that particular stage um, basically unlocks the game's like super hard mode. So you now go, you can now go back all of the to all of the um, the, the um, stages that led you up to that final one, all forty-four of them. And everything's now super tough. So you've now got like basic little Zaku's doing like fairly respectable damage against things that they really should have no chance against. Cool. Um, yeah. So that's I actually did that earlier today, but that's what I've been doing. Uh, if you want to, if you want to play, if you want to play League of Legends at all, if anyone else is out there that hasn't added me to their friends list yet, I'm actually under uh, not just Quinn but Quinn Sistos. So Q U I N S I S D O S. Or just, I don't know, drop me a PM on the forums or something. Okay. Sweet. Okay, I'm good. Needle. 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 Hooray! Is there any back from the party yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I fell asleep during uh, Bleach Talk. Bleach Talk. Hey, Bleach is awesome. I'm sure. But Bleach Talk is over now, so. I know, so I woke up. So tell us about it, Manny. What did you bet? Awkward timing you have. Did I tell you about the white wines? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, I think you and I played uh, the same demo this weekend. Or this week. Um, well, what do you mean? Oh, yes. Dungeon Siege 3. Yes. Sorry, I was trying to read this white wine and understand it, but I don't get it. Oh, she is a very ungrateful girlfriend. How saying that the guest house she's staying in is worse than jail cells. So she said it was a guest house? I didn't even see No, the that. boyfriend jumps in. It's not a hotel, it's a guest house. And you should be grateful that we have a really good TV and wireless internet and we can check in whenever we like. <laughs> I was going to do the one about the, reti- about the guy uh, cursing retarded, um, mentally challenged people. I was using his words. Uh-huh. Because the, buses, the bus routes were changed. Ah, okay. People need help. <laughs> They need anyway. help. <laughs> so, Dungeon Siege 3. Yes. Uh, the ex- the demos released on the Xbox 360. That's right. Just this past week. And uh, I think we both tried it out, but we didn't try it out in multiplayer, unfortunately. No. Can you? I, I When I turned it on, they said it, there was an auction for it. Find an Xbox Live friend or See, something. See, now that, yeah, we didn't get a chance to try that then. We should have. Oh, well. So, um, what class did you pick out of curiosity before we get in? Um, I picked the fire demon lady. Perfect. I picked the the um, the basic warrior type legionnaire. Yeah. So I like to hear what your perspective was because it seems like the starting areas are completely different. They're not. No. I actually went back and started as the other guy to check that out, but it's actually identical. You meet the huh. same you meet the same guy and he helps you out in the same way. And uh, I didn't play all the way through to see who you rescue. I assume it's the other <laughs> person, but. Um, yeah, the starting areas are actually identical. So is that all they let that. you choose in the demo? The the fire. Yeah, lady just or the, just the, the two warrior. classes. Yeah, the, I know there's more classes in the main game. But um, uh, four, right? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, I'm, I'm I'm wanting to play as I, I think his name's Reinhardt, the uh, the space time bending mage. Yeah, he was unavailable, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the guy I want to play as. Okay, so we've got. Uh, you start out the demo and it's pretty basic like oh you're supposed to meet some people here but some crap went down and now this house is on fire so go in there and see if you can rescue anybody and 
you go and you do that and it, it plays very uh you know diablo-esque right so except you're controlling it with a controller that's new to me i've never <laughs> really played one of these things with a controller um you, you know the beginning's always slow in these games because you're basically running around just pressing a a lot and killing stuff and then later <laughs> on you, you get some special abilities they map to your other buttons and you can and my character could actually change forms so in, really? I had my human form, and I had my fire demon form, where she'd start floating, and she turned into a ranged character. So I could shoot stuff from far away and do um, a massive AoE spell of fire. So what I would usually do is get a bunch of characters on me, throw out the AoE spell, then change back to my human form really quickly and do an AoE kick and then run away and like kind of go back to fire and take them out with ranged and stuff like that. So it, that was kind of some interesting gameplay yeah. options. It sounds there. a lot more exciting than what I was doing as the... The sort of glad, the warrior class. You had uh, two different stances. One was a two-handed weapon, and one was a sword and shield. And it just sort of, it really was just mash A until everything was dead. So I, I would imagine that's a lot more fun and well, exciting than what I was doing. Early on, that's what these are like. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. you could, uh, as you level up, they give you options, uh, a few different things to put points into. Um, one, you get to choose which moves you get. One, you get to choose which... Uh, which talents you improve, and then there was some other screen too. I think I, I don't where you could power up the moves. I think, and so like I I started putting points into her ability to recover mana and stuff like that, and so that she could cast more spells because that was useful for me since she's kind of spellcasty type person. Um, I don't know about how you did. Did you like kind of the customization options you got? Or not? I, I thought it was strangely bizarre that there was like no close up of your character at all anywhere. So I wasn't entirely sure if all the armor pieces were changing. I know the the weapons were changing, the, the weapon models, but not the armor. Were the you armor can, pieces you changing? You can zoom in with the R stick. Not really. It was like it was like two set views, uh, a oh. really zoomed out view, and you click in and it would. Yeah, go but in. then if you if you glitch her behind a wall or something, you could get the camera to zoom in closer. <laughs> so that's what you have to do. You have to glitch. Yeah, behind I the know. Wall. <laughs> uh, I, I will say though, there's something about the game that I found off putting. <laughs> Excuse me. But I'm not quite sure if I can articulate what it is. But just something just I, – I think maybe it was the this, this sort of um, the cutscenes, the opening cutscenes and the, and the cutscenes interspersed between the story segment – between the, all the dungeon segments. Mm-hmm. Sort of um, – how would you describe it? Sort of like a paint, hand-painted scenes or something similar to that? Oh yeah, what? the the story segments. They yeah, they they seem more hand painted, kind of kind of like Dragon Age, but not quite as over the st- the top stylistically. But they had these nice uh, these. Well, I don't these know. It seems a little like downloadable title ish, kind of. Like you know, I guess because it's not a fully three D cutscene, I suppose in that way. Or or even like you said with uh, Dragon Age, at least they went all out with those animated sequences, right? Yeah, you're right. Hmm. And it was like a lot of dense narration, a lot of telling you like telling you what's going on or telling you what's happening and instead of you like showing you what happened or figuring it out or learning it as you go mm-hmm. uh, you know it's true it's just such an early segment i wish they would have maybe given us a demo of something later in the game like in the middle of the game when you have a little bit more you have more abilities you can bring someone with you you have a little bit more stuff i, I think another problem with these kind of demos is that you kind of I don't feel all that invested to bother looking through every single loot chest and trying on every single piece of armor <laughs> because, like, who cares? It's going to end in two minutes anyway. Hmm. But I did like one thing. I will say about the inter- about the about the controller pad is that you could quickly and easily get to your uh, your inventory by pushing left on the D pad, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, right on the D-pad. And you instantly go into your inventory. You can try, see what's new. You try it out. And since you're, this is a loot-driven game, you're going to be doing that a lot. So it's Yeah, nice I was doing that a lot. I was actually got so much loot in this game that at the, I had to basically wait. Well, every five pieces or so that I pick up, I'll go through and do all the comparisons because got a little over <laughs> the, the pace top. Pace yourself. There. Yeah, did you um, finish all the quests and stuff? Did you go f- kill the sea monster and all that? No, I mean, I started playing right before the podcast. So I was like, okay, oh. it's 845. I should get out of here. Yeah, I, I played through the whole demo. And I ran around looking for everything, found some areas that are like, yeah, you should come back here with, like, the retail game because we're not going to let you in here right now. It's oh, yeah, like, something okay. about uh, the zombies and fire demons and undead mules. Do not pass Undead mules, yes. You need the retail game if you're going to come in here. <laughs> uh, I thought the art, I thought undead the game mules. looked nice. Did you think the game looked nice? I thought it did. Um, no? Hmm. I just don't, I don't know how to, that's well, what I'm saying. Coming, coming so- from playing Dungeon Hunter Alliance, I thought the game looked really nice. <laughs> the funny thing is I can't help but compare it to Diablo 3 and I'm just thinking uh, well yeah everything just feels sort of adequate mm-hmm. and it's not like really something I could knock it for but man just, you didn't play Dungeon Hunter then this is this is like head and shoulders above <laughs> I, I know it's just like two different perspectives I don't think it's bad at all that's the thing that's the funny I just don't I don't think it's bad I think everything works I mean, the voice acting's good enough. Everything oh, looks nice. There's, there's a good point. I liked all the voice actors except Anjali's, my characters. It, was, it sounded like listening to the girl from Persona 3 um, do all the lines. It was so stiff and awful and terrible. And I actually, like, if I were to actually buy the real game, because you listen to your characters ask all the questions and then their characters <laughs> answer when you have all these dialogue scenes. There's a bunch of dialogue scenes. Um, it, it was so infuriating. I I would actually choose not to play her because of her voice actress. It was very I, even uh, the the male my male character's voice. What happened here? Why would you do that? Oh, it was explain oh, to me. Oh, but the thing is, when I when I met him in my game, you meet the other character. Uh, you meet mm-hmm. the other character at the end at the end of what you you do in the demo. Um, and like I'm like, oh, this lady sucks. Do the all main character sucks? And I mean the other main character. I'm like, oh, he sounds pretty good. Oh, I'm gonna restart a game just to try it, see if he sounds better. And believe me, um, you may you may not have thought of that great, but compared to the other lady, oh yeah, oh oh yeah. <laughs> I, I I did will say I did one of the ni- other nice touch of the demo was the sort of the breadcrumb trail that you just push up on the D pad if you get lost you know where your next quest objective is. I didn't see that. I didn't know. You just push that. up on the D pad and these little uh, glowing yellow orbs appear on the map. Oh. I mean not on the map directly on the screen. They guide you to where you need to go. That's cool. I didn't know that. I like the little like I saw sometimes I saw like these little blue sparkly things. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what they were about. They might have been on top of loot and stuff, but I never. Oh, I think it refilled your mana. Oh. Well, there's the blue spheres that refill your mana. I, they bring in the spheres like uh, Diablo 3 has, which I thought was mm-hmm. nice because um, I needed that a lot. Uh, there's no like – well, there are potions, but not – were there potions? I played a number of games. I don't remember if there were potions in this one. Were there potions? Do you remember? Yeah, a little – no. no, no uh, just the They orbs. dropped health orbs. Yeah, just the like, orbs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So is this a, a randomly generated dungeon game? It seems like everything is sort of set. That I don't still- know. Yeah, I have no idea. It kind of feels like everything sort of has a set place. The, the beginning dungeon, I can tell you, is identical between both characters. Mm-hmm. So that was not randomly generated at all. Well, I think they're going for something different. They want the Diablo-style gameplay, but in a sort of set fixed they world with set fixed characters yeah. and with uh, lots of dialogue options. And it would have been really yeah. nice if you did get a different adventure for each character. 
but I guess <laughs> that would be a lot more game to make. <laughs> I do know you get to make big choices though. Like, who, do I side with this guy or do I go against this guy? Oh, and you have okay. completely different rewards and uh, an outcome on this, how the story plays out. Well, it, it might just be for the for the demo that they just set it in an area where it's where they just set each thing in the main area. I do think it's supposed to be like similar somewhat to DAO actually that uh, each of the four characters has their own starting area that's different. Hmm. Although I I do believe the um if I remember reading from one of the articles I read that the two characters the, the sword and shield warrior and uh, the fire lady are connected to each other. Remember correctly. And the origin for those two is each one of them is trying to find each other, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. So I think that's why that is. You know, it's funny. To... It, it's all about expectations. Like with a torchlight, it's got plenty of problems. But for me, it was, that's like a five to ten. That's like a ten dollar budget title. So you can forgive everything. But I'm thinking like six dollar retail game. Uh, do I want to? Do I want to sink sixty hundred hours in this one? Based on the demo, what I played, not really. Would you go back, Chris? What to this? Yeah, I'd consider it. Um, I mean, if people want to play online, absolutely. But but it sounds like you're like willing to try a lot of games. If... I yeah. It, here's my problem. Mm-hmm. This versus downloadable Torchlight Two, right? Uh huh. So this is gonna be sixty dollar release, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit harder to swallow. Especially, what you I mean once Torchlight Two hits, that's going to wipe away this. Uh, I like, I, I, I did like some of the graphics on this. I think it would be more fun to play single player than Dungeon Hunter Alliance would be. I know that's mm-hmm. not saying much, but you don't have a lot of options right now. If you're done with Sacred Two, this is this is your option, right? Um, well, if you're on the 360, Torchlight's available for 360. So go. Yeah, with that. but Torchlight's been out for over a year. You're probably done with that too by now. That's not that long of a game. Um, so, uh, if you want like something that's more flash, more, I want to say more realistic than the Torchlight Two graphics, and this is kind of this is a better setting you know, for you. I will say this though. I will say this is that um, if you want this kind of experience, Diablo on consoles is. If yeah. that does happen, it's going to be a long time from now. Uh huh. That's true. So, I, I this, what I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to try this on PC. See if I like play on PC any better or any different, and see if other people are interested in it. Because uh, I'm 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 still interested enough to try it. Yeah, that's the thing, though. I I just didn't think it was bad, but I wasn't sucked in. I, I feel like with a lot of games, I, after playing for like maybe ten to fifteen minutes, I know like okay, I'm coming back to this. I'm coming back to this, and I just didn't feel that. You know, you have a good point there. Because how many games like this do you need in your life? Maybe I just hold off for Diablo three. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Let that take over for a few months. Well, let me put it this way. I would rather play this with you than Daggerdale. Well, have you tried Daggerdale? No, I'm not oh. going to. <laughs> oh, you don't need to try out Daggerdale. <laughs> I just, everything that uh, that uh, Adrian told us about his review was just so scathing. Did he give it a 1.5 abysmal? Hmm. Terrible. And I'm a. And if you need a flashier representation of why Daggerdale is bad, check out the game trailer's review. It's pretty bad. I what think they gave it a four. What did I Adrian give it? One point five. Yeah, one point five. Wow. 
and uh, game trailers, I think they gave it like to like a four or three point. Yeah, yeah. Game so trailers like, are usually pretty generous, and they just, they sort of pick what they do a video review on. They choose what where they put their coverage. So usually they end up rating games like reviewing games that are either really high profile or that they actually like and care about. So they usually give everything like a like a seven point five and up. So to, to see them give something a four, like man, it must be really bad. Yeah, because they have to do a lot of stuff for the video review, so they don't want to spend a whole lot of time reviewing uh, the games. Hmm. Oh, but uh, there is another. I know we didn't. Are we? Does everyone do their uh, picks already? I didn't. Oh, I haven't done mine either. Chris. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, Roy and me. Uh, Roy, go ahead. Well, um, I I went ahead and bought a uh, Rune Factory Three because uh, we did. Uh, the uh, Rune Factory backtrack earlier in the week. Aha! How'd that go? And uh, well, it went well. And uh, I had only played the first game in the series, and uh, Nyx, with her lavishing pray- praise on Rune Factory 3, convinced me, and I went ahead and bought it. And it, it, it has turned out pretty good. It is way better than the first one by leaps and bounds. <clears throat> and if you, like, if you like Harvest Moon games at all, I would heavily recommend it. Cool. Yeah, it's a it's a Harvest Moon game with combat in it, pretty much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, but it is a it, it's it's got a little bit of a cutesy art style to it compared to the first one. But it, overall, it's pretty good, and it's quite a few of the characters are hilarious. Like, there's one character that will only speak in opposites, <laughs> so you have to try and decipher the opposite of everything she's saying. Do you? Luckily, they make it easy for, like, any time she's saying the opposite of something, she, it'll appear in red in the text. So you know that she means the opposite of it, but there's quirky things like that in there that make the game funny and charming. Cool. And and they also, um, that game has a, it has a, a quest system in it. So unlike your standard Harvest Moon games, there actually is a way to at least somewhat measure um, how far in the game you are. To actually measure story progression. Sweet. Sweet, sweet. Uh, and that's all I have for you. Hey, that's fine. <coughs> I also played a couple other games this week. I tried out... Um, I have to remember. I had to make a list because I was going to forget. Monster Hunter Dynamic Hunting on my iPhone, <gasps> which I thought was cool in that it, it, it kind of boils down Monster Hunter to its core. Which is you fighting big monsters? Um, I heard it takes like a lot of inspiration from uh, Epic's. Infinity Blade. Yes. Yep, it does. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it really does. So I mean, you're sitting there and you're waiting for they'll they'll be very obvious signs, unlike in regular Monster Hunter, when a monster is going to attack you, and you get two different colors. Like if it's a, a yellow flash, you know you can uh, you can block the attack or dodge it. If it's a red flash, you know you can only dodge it. It makes it very easy with two fingers or one finger to block or dodge stuff. Um, is, is it a game on rails like Infinity Blade? Or? Uh, no, there's no rails. It's just you versus a monster, and then you go out to the shop and then you click button then you fight the next monster so it's really just you selecting stuff it's kind of sucky in that way it's just it's really just you fighting monsters and then you've you collect you turning the stuff you got from the monsters to to um make better stuff yeah so is it at least pretty uh pretty enough 
Yeah, it's an iPhone game. They only look so good. But, I mean, compared to the Monster Hunter on the Wii, are you noticing that big of a degradation? Not really. Uh, you are noticing some, but it's... Uh, it, 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 as far as... But the one thing it has, you're always locked on the monster. Unlike the Monster Hunter games, there's no Z-lock in Monster Hunter games. People complain about that. There's no health bar in Monster Hunter games for the monsters. Both of those are fixed here. Well, fixed, or I guess I should say different here. This is obviously more Western-tuned, and it is, like Manny said, more um, Infinity Blade focused, where it's always about you blocking and dodging, and then that builds up a meter that lets you do really powerful slash attacks, and then you do combos with your weapons, come out with the slash attacks, and over time, you know, you worry about the same things, like beat up this part of the monster, so you hopefully get this body part to fall off, and then you get those pieces, and then you get to make better armor. And then you can re-hunt the same monsters to get more of the pieces to finish out your armor set, or you can go on to the more po- next more powerful monster and and keep going further and further and further the first set of monsters are all pretty darn easy which is different than how monster hunter works so they make this very easy to get into you've got a health bar you've got z lock you've got or you've got the lock on in the monster it's very easy to dodge and stuff and get into the battle system here they give you multiple types of weapons i think there's three different weapon types you can choose from and you can work on di- building different armor sets and build up your character and get stronger and stronger and stronger it's monster hunter at its core it's kept very chunk size so you can play it portably um, but it's missing like the big expansive world that Monster Hunter has, right? And it's missing interacting with the townsfolk, and it's missing you play with your friends online. So those are your trade-offs. This is also does, only five bucks, though. So does it have one of the key things where like um, that was like a? Uh, you said there's like a character that you actually have. So you design his face, you pick his hair color, all that stuff, and then you put armor on him and trick him out. Because I think half the fun of Monster Hunter is just seeing your guy with all of that gear you put on him, right? Mm-hmm. So it does have yeah. that. Yeah, that's a big part of the fun with Monster Hunters, making your character cool looking. Yeah. All right, cool. So there's like a little Chris running around swiping people. Well, what? There's a little Chris running around your Monster Hunter game swiping people with your Raptor armor. Well, yeah, but you don't run around. I mean, you are stationary on the screen. The screen is centered on you and the Do you have like a little menu when you're done? Like go to the next map? Kind of, yeah. You can see yourself there. So it's basically just like... Fight one, fight two, fight three, fight four. Fight one, fight two, fight three, fight four. Yeah, and then and then you lock a, unlock stage two monsters. And then there's four of those and so forth. Okay, so that's how the progression works. It's yeah. not actual like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the I'm gonna go over here and fight this guy. Nope, it's all menu based. Well, even in the menu, you could still like with Persona Portable that kind of thing. I'm gonna go over here see if I find a monster. Uh, monster popped out. You get attacked by monster. You don't try to say? No, not yeah, no, not that. All right, well, too bad. Let's let's hear us hoping for future Monster Hunter games, though, that they are smart enough to retain said lock-on and health bar feature, because that would make certain things like even like the original PSP Monster Hunters. Well, you can't control the right the, uh, I mean the camera with the right analog stick that isn't there. A lock-on feature would have gone a long way towards fixing that. Oh, but that's unrealistic. The whole joy of it is that you have to take into account the fact of where your sword will be when you're done swinging. That's the argument against that. Or the justification. Yeah, yeah I don't really think you can justify realism in a game where you're hunting dragons. But if dragons were real... And you were trying to create swords out of their bones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always hear that argument thinking like, when you're game where you're having a game where you're hunting dragons and T Rexes and things like that, realism kinda gets thrown out the window. Yep. What else did you play? I played Wizardry on the PS three. 
Was that any good? So this just came out with the PSN going back up. Uh, this is the Xseed translated version of the Japanese wizardry game, and it is so wizardry, I guess. Um, I don't play these sorts of games. I don't play Etrian Odyssey. I don't play Class of Heroes. I don't. I don't haven't played Seventh Dragon. I obviously didn't come out here, but I don't play these sorts of first person just battle monsters in a dungeon game. So I don't have a lot to compare it to. Um, I just remember like the old wizardry. You were worried about your characters growing old and dying. I don't think that happens in this one. But uh, this game is barely translated. Like all the text and stuff is translated, but all the things that the people say, they they have sound effects and stuff that your characters say. And like if you run into a monster, if you bump into a wall and stuff like that, they'll put out these exclamations. They're all in Japanese. They're all the original Japanese voices. So I don't know what's up with that. But uh, um, it's uh, it's very uh, it's very wizardy. Other than that, you're in a town. Um, everything costs a ton of money. You have to go into the dungeon and kill stuff and hope you don't get wiped out. And grind and grind and grind and get enough money to buy better weapons and then go a level deeper in the dungeon and so forth and so forth. I was only working on the first floor of the dungeon and I eventually got tired of it. But, you know, I had to learn, like the game doesn't do anything to teach you what's going on. I had to randomly experiment with the controller and find out, hey, there's a map, a map. This makes it better. I can find out where I'm going on this floor now and where I've been. So I used that for a while and, uh, uh, they didn't tell you how to open doors at all. And they're like, oh, there's a door in front of you. Well, search it. Well, try to pick it. I'll try to do whatever. Well, that's not working. That's not working. That's not working. And um, so eventually it's like, oh, I just have to walk through it and the door automatically opens. So a lot of little challenges trying to figure out this stuff. But other than that, it's a first person dungeon crawl, like hardcore old school and had to go back and forth into the dungeon and not being able to recover HP at the end because I just didn't have enough gold and and figuring all that stuff out took a while and um, well, Phil would probably like it. <laughs> yeah, started gradually raising levels, and I could see it being fun because you're going to eventually get powerful enough that you could just stomp through anything on that first floor. I did find some level four stuff, and it was really kicking my butt. I had to run away, but uh, I didn't find any bosses or anything, and I, I wasn't able to figure out how to do like some of the quests because I didn't want to go deep enough into the dungeon. It's just going to take a long time and a lot of grinding, and yeah, it's not really my thing. But it seems like what it is seems to be implemented pretty well. So it's worth trying the demo out. So, I mean, they, they let you go through, like, the first three floors of the dungeon, and that should be plenty of time for you to figure out if you like it or not. So I'm going to recommend people check out the demo if they're into those sorts of games. Um, just be ready for a little oddness as far as what wasn't localized. And uh, be prepared to grind. But other than that, you know, if, if you're into the grinding games, should be good for you. Well, if it's anything like the the Etrian Odyssey games, then it, like it, you'll go, you'll level grind to like level five to be able to get to, through the first floor, and then when you go down one level, you're getting your butt kicked again. Yep, you are right. All right, so uh, is that everything then? Uh, what, was that, what, was that, oh. what was that story you had on the thing? Something about. Grin something yeah, or... I decided not to run that because that was a, it's a translation of a tabloid story that oh. Kotaku ran. They a Google translate of a tabloid story is how <laughs> Kotaku got that story. Cutting edge journalism. Yeah, and I don't. There's not enough confirmation to know if it's actually accurate. It's an article that tries to accuse Square Enix of basically screwing over Grin and making the company run out of money because of the way they treated them. But we just don't have enough details, so. Um, I don't know where uh, I'm going to go with that one. Well, new release since uh, Hunted Demon Schwartz came out. Don't buy it. Yeah, there's another action RPG you can play online with other people, isn't it? 
So there's Which tons of these items. Mediocre. Mediocre. Well, like all of them. So, <laughs> so we have three choices now, and a few more to come. <laughs> is this genre doomed to mediocrity? Is that uh, what it, it is? seems like it. These online co-op ones, at least. There's like six or seven or eight of these coming out this year. I, I mean, we've got Dungeon Hunter Alliance. We've got Daggerdale. We've got uh, a Dungeon Siege Three. We've got Hunted the Demon Forge. We've got this Crimson Daggers thing we just talked about today. We've got Torchlight 2, and we've got um, War in the North, and potentially Diablo 3, and maybe more that I'm not even remembering. We, we just need Diablo 3 to come out and show them all how it's done. Yes. I bet, Dun- to be fair, I bet Dungeon Seeds 3 will be like, a, a, like in the 80 range on Metacritic. I bet it's a solid game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's no stuff. Demon Forge. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Dungeon Siege will probably do pretty well, provided Obsidian doesn't have it. Make it have bugs, bugs, and bugs galore like they normally do. Mm-hmm. Assuming it doesn't run into that problem, then it should be pretty decent. Yeah, I know we have a few people on staff who played this at PAX East, and they their their impression was they were pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I like to hear if when they pick up the final game, what they think. That's what I want to know. Well, I have it pre-ordered, so I'll let you know. Are you still going to get it? Well, uh, the main reason they got me to pre-order it is because they have Dungeon Siege 1 and 2 available through Steam if you pre-order it. Oh, all right. So, oh, Dungeon I, Siege. I thought we were talking about Hunted the Demon's Forge. Oh, oh I already have Dungeons uh, Hunted. I played that. You already have Hunted. Okay. <laughs> Steam. They gotcha. Yeah, but I, I pre-ordered it, and... Wishing I didn't. Mm-hmm. All right. It was cheap so at least, for, right? Oh yeah, I, I got it. I I pre-ordered it when it was like ten bucks off, so I I didn't waste as much money, but still. Yeah. And um, for those that haven't heard anything about it, there's two characters playing as the elf. It's like semi-fun if you like playing a Gears of War type experience. Playing as the melee character is. A test on your nerves. And just watching the running animation itself is actually just a test on your nerves for the male, because he looked, like Manny said, he looks like he has, he's wearing lead bricks for shoes and has arms made of paper. (laughs) Have you played co-op with anybody yet? I haven't tried the co-op, so it, it may be fun in the co-op. I've only tried the single player so far. All right. Report back to us after yes. E3. You tell us. <laughs> I, I love how John is co-op. so absorbed in whatever he's playing, he just can't participate in the discussion anymore. <laughs> I'm not playing anything. I'm reading Fark, damn it. Oh, much better. <laughs> Excuse me? What are you reading? Uh, what? You've not heard of Fark? F-A-R-K. Yeah, they're the rebel what? group in Colum- in Venezuela or Colombia, was it? No, it's just a FARC. Yeah. It's a news website, jeez. Yeah, I haven't heard your British accent enough on this podcast. God, jeez, sorry for not talking. I know, <laughs> you better apologize. I think you're right. Well, you see, I, well right. I was going to say, my my housemate actually bought Hunters of the Demon's Forge, but it just, it, it, it just, this... It just seems so. 
I'm not sure if generic's really the right word, but it seems grey and generic. Like generic would be a pretty good word. Yeah, it it just seems so utterly uninteresting. It, it, it's one of those games that it looks like it's trying to go for dark fantasy for the sake of being dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also, also, slight recommendation: if you're playing it on a PC, do not turn the graphics detail all the way up. Really? Um, it, it, um if you play it on medium, it will it will actually look just as good. But for some reason, if you turn it all the way up, the lighting effects go berserk. This is which game now? Uh, hunted. Oh, hunted. So yeah, just don't play it, right? Isn't that the real recommendation? <laughs> Yeah, but if you do want to for Can you cross-platform that? Play on Xbox versus PC or no? I have no idea. It, it's not games for Windows Live, so I doubt it. Ah, that's too bad. Too bad. All right. Well, I guess that's uh, all we got for this week for our, our gaming recommendations. Uh, anything else to close out the show, guys? Anyone want to do some wild E3 predictions that you go on record and we make fun of you for being <laughs> wrong? <traditionally>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. What can we do? <laughs> I don't think anyone all, wants to put themselves out there. All the we, all the we two predictions that we've heard and rumors are heard are wrong, and we were actually right about the colostomy. <laughs> <laughs> Because that would be hilarious. That would be pretty would be good. RPG. You know, I'd be funny if, if the next Nintendo console was just a uh, Apple branded uh, iPad and uh, uh, Apple TV. That'd be an Apple console, then, wouldn't it? No, I just because that's basically they're doing that already, like connecting your iPad to your Apple TV and just streaming everything across through HomeShare. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. We get it, Manny. You like Apple products. No, actually, I don't have an Apple TV and I don't have an iPad. I'm probably never going to buy them. Yeah, you're always touting how much the Mac is good for gaming, even though everyone in the world in the universe knows it isn't. No, he, I'm saying he that. He never said it was good for gaming. I'm crapping on it all the time, and I have to sit there and say, no, man, you're actually kind of wrong about your, your points right there. And people actually do play games on Macs. Hey, so if someone's got to do it right, I think that is the one point you and I will never agree on. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you don't oh, agree. People actually do play games on it. I can t- I can tell you what the games they play, and I can tell you who these people are. But people that's irrelevant games. to our discussions about E3, however. So, exactly. at E3, what's going to happen that we care about? If, if they were, If they really wanted to... Sh- something that would just totally, utterly shock me, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 being announced. During the screenings of a press conference? Or would that be like during the Sony conference or something like that? Uh, either or, I suppose. Hmm, okay. I would imagine it would probably be a Sony reveal. Or at least. Okay, I here's my prediction Lady Gaga at the Sony press conference. That's my prediction. <laughs> In a dress That's made actually of- plausible. Yeah, because there's going to be a concert after the demo session. So everyone's guessing, trying to guess who the concert's going to be. 
so now we need to switch over to the discussion of what substances her clothing going to be made of this time. She did meat. She did frogs. Has she already done money? <laughs> it prints money. It's going to be three NGPs. She's going to be covered in NGPs. NGPs. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Can you imagine that? Actually, I can, and that's the sad part. No, she'll be coming out wearing the Colosto Wii. <laughs> that wouldn't be a Sony thing, then, would it? But it'd be a Lady Gaga thing. Yes, okay. So Lady Gaga is going to show off the Colosto Wii at E3. This is our <laughs> prediction. This is what we come up with. Yes. All right. Well, I think we need to we need to go work on... Uh, Stuff. Yeah, and, we, and packing for E3. Honestly, um, I'm looking forward to our coverage this week. We'll have videos and stuff up there. I don't know if we'll be doing viewing podcasts, but we'll at least do like the little videos summaries of each day, like we've been doing the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and look for show floor videos and stuff. And uh, you know, depending on how long it takes to render in them and our and our internet access, whether or not we'll get them up during the week of or slightly after, you know, it really varies, but. So subscribe to our YouTube page. Yep. Um, if you want to get these up to date, rpgamer.com. That's D-O-T-C-O-M. Yeah, that's our YouTube if... user. <laughs> yeah, we, we couldn't get rpgamer. <laughs> yes, we did. That's what we do. And Facebook. Don't forget to visit our Facebook page. So work with us on that, and uh, we look forward to giving you new stuff. Send us emails at podcast.rpgamer.com. Give us feedback on the show. Follow us on the uh, message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rpgamer. Send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098. Let us know throughout E3 your biggest disappointments, surprises, the things you like the most. Send us a voicemail. We'd love to do a big segment where we play them all next week, and it'd be really cool to go through your voicemails and see how you reacted to the show. 608 729 Call us up, let us know, send us an email with your thoughts or an MP3 file like the legendary Zoltan does every week, and let us know what you are liking and seeing in the world of RPGs. And we look forward to giving you all this cool stuff at RP, uh, RP Gamer, like we have our own convention at E3, rather. RPG Con. We're going to run RPG Con soon, is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going we're gonna to try that all out. Until um, then, I got to go pack. I got to get ready and put this show up so that I'm ready to fly out really early tomorrow morning. We'll see you during the week. Um, until then, have fun, everybody. Buddy, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye oh, bye. Yep. Oh, Follow oh. us on Twitter. We're going to have lots of updates. And, yeah. Talk to you later. And Facebook. Bye bye. See you guys bye. next week. Don't follow Noodle. <laughs> what? <laughs> follow Noodle. <laughs>